The following program may intimidate or frighten people in the state of Tennessee and therefore is illegal and void where prohibited by law elsewhere. Stop listening. <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. Sunday, June 12, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 312. This is No Agenda. Documents so you don't have to here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gimbal Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I can see it clearly, there are freight cars on the sidetrack. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Ooh, I like that. You did an in the morning slide whistle. I did. Do it again. Do it again. In the morning. Come on, you can do it. I can't do it. <laughs> you had it so there. I did. was because the music was going along. I could play with the music. I just you, can't. You I'm not good at cappella. No, but you know, you're, you're really getting good at the jingles. Hot pockets. I mean, you're getting really good, John. You're... That is good. <laughs> Hot pockets. Hey, in the morning to you, my friend, John C. Dvorak. In the morning to you, Adam G. Curry, and to all <laughs> ships at sea and feet in the air. Well, how come I'm G.? I'm oh, C. I, I I'm C. Oh, is it C? Yeah. Adam Clark oh. Curry. Yeah. Oh. And also in the morning to uh, all of our human resources who uh, once again have loyally shown up uh, in the chat room at noagendachat.net, noagendastream.com, and uh, they're all charged up and ready exactly the way their government loves them so they can suck the lifeblood out of them, which is always nice. So I have a, a new feature for the show, which I will introduce after the uh, the halfway break. <laughs> a new feature? Well... Thanks for the tease. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Stay tuned for another hour of crap before you get to the really good stuff. It's just a feature. It's not yeah. anything. So um, a couple things going on. We might as well start off with our favorite topic uh, since uh, it seems to still be top of the news, everybody. Uh, Anthony Weiner. I, I think that, well, go on. Well, Anthony Weiner, yeah, he's still kind of top of the news. And uh, now he's announced that... Uh, He's going in for treatment. Justin, <laughs> treatment for what? Uh, well, carpal tunnel? No, hello, hello, hello. Have more, we've discussed this only just a couple of weeks ago. We talked about the DSM five, which is the psychology uh, report, which has all of the all psychologists uh, in the United States, at least. I don't know if it's worldwide. Adhere to that, and uh, of course, we have the new hypersexual disorder. We don't have to go down the list, but Anthony Weiner qualifies for every single point. Uh, so this is great. It's a double whammy. Yeah, so do we. Well, yeah, of course we do. Now, I, I have a, a little more uh, mm, dark thought, though. Actually, this is a, a friend of mine uh, um, who's a, a high-powered entertainment lawyer who shall go unnamed because, uh, you know, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a very safe job to have high-powered entertainment lawyer, at least if you represent people like Michael Jackson. Yeah, you might wind up killing yourself. But uh, he threw out a theory at me, which really took me by surprise. He said, uh, I got a bad feeling about Anthony Weiner. So what do you mean? He says, I think the guy's going to off himself. And then I'm like, of course, classic Clinton double tap. It's the, it, these, you, know, you know how many people have died around the Clintons in some form of scandal? Yeah, actually, there's a web page devoted to the Clintons. Yeah, the, the Clinton body count. So curiously, I have a Clinton clip. Oh, <laughs> how but coincidental! 
It's a classic. I just, <laughs> I, I, to, I, I, just I just thought I'd bring it into the to our mix of classic clips. Okay. Uh, does it need any setup? <laughs> I don't not think really. so. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. <laughs> Sorry. I, there was, uh, Greta Van Susteren played that clip. Said, really? Oh, man, we got to put this in the in the permanent collection. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, but I, I feel bad for Anthony, but that would be a solution, right? I mean, and it's, and it's so, you know, he could totally get the... Uh, you know, two to the head, gun in the left hand. Right, yeah, shot three times in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> suicide. Yeah, and then he hung himself. Right. In, the, in the bathtub. I, yeah. I hate to say it, you know, because uh, I don't wish any of But, you know, the people who are around the Clintons have a weird way of getting suicided. It's just not. It's it, it's. That's a, a pretty good good one. I, I that's off the wall. It's uh, off the wall, but I was like, I oh. like it. I, no, I like. I it. don't. I like it, it, but happens, I don't like it. I don't like it. But <laughs> no. if it happens, it'll be you know we've we've nailed it. Yeah. No, I I like it, but I don't really like it because it's uh it's bad. Hey, what the hell happened here? I uh hey. Oh boy, I have the wrong show notes. What's going on here? What'd you do? I don't know. Something. Hmm. Hold on a second. Let me see what's uh, going on here. This is while you're doing that. I'm going to have a sip of a drink I made, uh, a, a health drink consisting of goji berries and green tea. Oh, sounds like a who dreams up this crap? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, is terrible. All right, that's uh, that for that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just freaking out here for a second. Why uh, do I have the wrong show notes? What's going on? Yeah, okay. No, I'm I'm good now. I'm good. Wow, that's kind of scary when that happens. Why? Why is it scary? Well, because uh the, you know, I it's not like I don't work the entire week on putting my show notes together and then all of a sudden it's like uh this You is... don't ad lib the entire show the way I do? <laughs> no. I I'm just not that wow, talented. Oh my good. I'm yes you are. I am just not that talented. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, um there are a couple of uh rather important things uh, to go through uh, well let's can i can i just bore us stiff please uh, you know, please feel free uh ray apparently msnbc has taken a turn for the worse and i guess the comcast or cable town guys have really put the screws in so they made they're trying to make rachel maddow show real serious so she did a uh, a hit piece on wiener uh, citing mostly sources from Fox, <laughs> saying these these sources could all be bullcrap, but it could be true. Is the way she finishes in a very long, breathless report. Hey. Breathless. She was right. like, she was like, she's like, this is the most important thing in the world. She's t- telling us all the news about Wiener. Maybe, might be, may, could be, maybe DMing. You know, direct messaging, which is no big deal on Twitter. I might yeah. add, yeah. some teenager in Delaware. Where I believe the age of consent is 16 anyway, but it's beside the point because, you know, people DM on this thing. It's not like he's trying to pick her up. But, but ha- has, this- hasn't this already been investigated and they talked to the teen and there was no inappropriate behavior? Isn't, isn't this all kind yeah, of like yeah. done? Yeah. And by the way, that had already been done when this report was given as far yeah. as I can tell. Right. But if you listen to this report, just listen to it and tell me that this isn't like this just doesn't make any sense that she would be doing this. She's supposed to be defending this guy. Why didn't she come out at some point during this idiotic report and say, this is bull crap. 
FoxNews.com said police had visited the home of a 17-year-old high school student in Newcastle, Delaware, to ask her about direct online communications she may have had with Congressman Weiner. FoxNews.com reporting that sources have told them, sources, not the police department, sources close to the student told them that the girl followed Anthony Weiner on Twitter after hearing him speak during a school oh, trip no! to Washington, D.C., <laughs> and that the two of them, Congressman Weiner and this high school girl, had had a direct messaging conversation oh, after no! that in mid-April and possibly on more occasions. We called the Newcastle County Police Department in an attempt to confirm this story ourselves tonight. A public information officer there told us only that officers responded to a call at a residence in North Wilmington this afternoon, but the officer couldn't say what the police were investigating, what the age of the girl is, or if the investigation is in connection to Congressman Weiner at all. Congressman Weiner's spokeswoman tonight said this, quote, according to oh. Congressman Weiner, his communications with this person were neither explicit nor indecent. The New York Daily News reporting tonight, uh, quoting a source close to this girl in Delaware, uh, telling the Daily News, quote, she was not targeted in any way and targeted. did not receive any inappropriate messages or photos or anything from the congressman. If she had, her family would have filed charges. Charges! Again, that from the New York Daily News, quoting a source close to this girl in Delaware. So is this a damning new development with regard to Congressman Weiner tonight? The headlines on FoxNews.com and other sites that have picked up the FoxNews.com story read as if it is a big damning new development. Frankly, the publicly available details on this do not necessarily support the implications in the headlines at FoxNews.com and at the New York Post and all over the internet. Not at least at this point. Not now, yet. if there is more to report here, we will bring it to you as we know. But those are all of the known details as of this moment. Well, it's it's so obvious that yeah, she's breathless. <laughs> but the, the, and you know what? By the way, we need us. We need the sound clip, the background. You know that? Yeah, the newsroom, the teletype, the breaking breaking news sound in the background. This is this is you know. Please don't make me play that again or any of Rachel Maddow. Ever since Keith Olbermann left, I agree. She's just become worse. She's terrible without yeah. Keith Olbermann as a, as her kind of foil. Yeah. If uh, all right, I, I I'm done with Weiner. I hope it doesn't happen. But uh, there's a history. Uh, you know, the, anyone who wants to know our uh, our theory about uh, what happened with uh, Congress uh, Congressman Weiner, you listen to episode 311. I'll give you an idea. Uh, because there is some uh, other actual real news taking place, John. Woo! Yeah, real news, everybody. So uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, Gitmo Nation Deutschland for a moment. As uh, first, uh, the uh, deadly E. coli virus. Uh, first, it was uh, cucumbers from Spain. Uh, don't eat any lettuce, any eggplants, uh, cucumbers, toma- tomatoes. Don't eat any of that. You're going to die. Oh, wait a minute. It's, uh, it turns out it's not that, uh, it's beans, yeah, it's well. bean sprouts. It's bean, oh, wait a minute. It's not bean sprouts. But no, wait, wait, wait. It's bean sprouts. Epidemiological studies have shown that the connection between the AHEC outbreak and the sprouts, um, could be uh, completely confirmed. Uh, not by laboratory tests, but by e- epidemiological studies. But how, how does an epidemiological study work, John? They take, uh, the, say, 100 people that got sick, and they ask them, they, they do a kind of a... Say, so uh, what did you because, eat? What did you eat? Quick, yeah, before you die. They, they look for the common factor, and <laughs> it was all eat? bean sprouts. Okay. Completely confirmed. Pardon me? Completely. I mean, this, this time it's absolute, is it? 
Yeah, we have uh, we have no positive uh, samples, laboratory samples, but it is given the evidence by epidemiological studies tracing back from the outbreak uh, clusters and uh, the source of the sprout production that uh, there is a very very close connect. Uh, connection all right so we've got uh, adolf there uh, telling us that it's the bean sprouts now this is a very interesting turn this was uh, like two days ago and i have to give robert leather our uh, producer and gitmo nation east some credit he oh my god so uh, what could be i mean if who, who or what could we pin this on we have to pin it on something right and how can we misuse this and completely turn around this entire event into something incredibly beneficial, uh, John, if you and I were actually uh, traveling in the elitist circles? I would say look out for the first meme, which is always uh, our code here when the number 33 pops up. That means you, you should be perking up if you're listening to this program. It's like, oh, there's a message, code coming through, 33. And then what is actually being blamed on this horrible E. coli outbreak? While you should still be careful about bean sprouts, it seems it's safe to go back to eating salads again. Europe's month-long E. coli scare left at least 33 people, nearly all German, dead and some 3,000 ill in 12 countries, costing farmers hundreds of millions of euros. Germany says one organic farm near Hamburg in Lower Saxony is the source. There you go. Organic farm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I spotted that right away when they, when they kept hounding these guys for being organic because they're trying to, of course... This is part of a, of a concerted effort. You're right. The 33 thing cropping up is pretty suspicious. Pretty. <laughs> what do you? Pretty is like 33 people dead, 3,000 ill, organic. I, you know, when they throw it in my face, it, it irritates me. But okay. Um, so this is, you know, and, and I guess what they're saying, John, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you, you already spotted this, obviously. They're saying because organic farming uh, makes use of uh, dangerous, dangerous cow poop. That that's where the E. coli is coming from, and that's why we're dying. And of course, Monsanto and and all these guys have been trying to shut down Monsanto. organic farming for such a long time. And you know they've been trying regulation. It, it couldn't get any better than to have the public actually scared to death of organic farming. I mean, this is just give it up. Whole Foods, you might as well shut down. Because this is going to spread worldwide. Organic farming is extremely dangerous because you can get the E. coli virus that will kill you from cow poop. Or am I wrong? No. You know, I think you're absolutely right. And I think the problem is, is they, this attack on organic farming is really also an attack on raw milk production in this oh, country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's been going on for a while, but instead of using regulation, now you just scare well, the people. Because regulation into it. hasn't, pi- they have had too much pushback. Yeah, it hasn't picked but up. By exactly. scaring the crap out of the public with this new bug, which apparently, which we've deconstructed last show, which turns out to be a, uh, a hybrid. A high, somebody bred it, and a hybrid is what we call it. A hybrid. Yeah, it's not like genetically engineered. It's actually bred to just be resistant. <laughs> bred to kill people. Yeah, designed to kill people. Um, I don't know how they delivered it, though. I mean, they, I mean, there's something uh, missing. I mean, it's a missing piece of the puzzle. Or, I mean, this is a, actually if there were, if somebody could just un- uncover a memo about this. Oh, I mean, this is essentially nice. a conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah, absolutely. It, unless the 33 people are bogus. 
Well, we've never seen the hospital shots, and I, I mentioned this on the last episode. You know, where you know with uh, with swine flu, we had you know the kid not being you know breathing, you know the kids dying, but only one or two. We had zero hospital shots. I've, I have I don't believe I've seen any interviews, and I do watch uh, Das Deutsche Fan uh, Fanzan. That's a uh, German for television. Uh, you know, I haven't seen any family members. I haven't seen the funerals. So you're right. It could be anything. It could could not be true. But what I did find, a lot of people sent me this. There's a, a documentary, which is uh, anti-Monsanto, I'll say right off the bat. Uh, but they get briefly, for about 20 seconds, they go into how they create the uh, Roundup-ready uh, resistant crops. And, and something caught my ear and eye when I listened. And this may not be true, but this is at least what uh, what this documentary states. After 12 years of searching, Monsanto found a soil bacteria that is naturally immune to Roundup herbicide. Their goal was to genetically engineer DNA from these bacteria into various plants. Some of the E. coli DNA recombines with the Roundup-resistant bacteria. There you go. So I guess they actually use E. coli in these in their modification of these crops in order to be resistant against the Roundup Ready product which they sell. Are you familiar with any of this process, John? You as a I scientist? I don't know anything. I'd never heard the fact that they use E. coli uh, genes to uh, to to uh, make these uh, seeds Roundup Ready because uh, it could of, it could of course just be genetically modified bean sprouts. I mean, it must be hard to find organic bean sprouts. I don't even think you can buy them anymore. Yeah, but you wouldn't. Do you? I mean, wh- I don't know if you can or not. Is a good question. Maybe one. We must have some organic farmers that listen to the show that f- oh, yeah. that keep careful tabs on this. But uh, for what, I don't think I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, now it's, it's just tough. opened up a can of worms. <laughs> I know. I, so to speak, a can of E. coli worms. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, this is very very weird. But regardless, the PR machine is cranking up full time to let you know. That people died from organic bean sprouts. Organic, organic, 33, organic. Yeah, yeah, 33, 33 people died from organic bean sprouts. Uh, it's just, uh, okay. So uh, I think the organic farmers that I know use uh, rabbit poop as uh, fertilizer. That's kind well, of the- yeah, What kind of fertilizer? I don't think anybody uses fertilizer whatsoever with bean sprouts. They're grown in a, in a, in a container as mostly a hydroponic process. There's no dirt. There's no crap. There's no thing. There's nothing that could have uh, E. coli in it unless the liquid that you're using has it. It's bull crap. Well, yeah. as a matter, of, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's not bull crap because it's, it's not, not in there. <laughs> so that's that doesn't make sense. Well, the uh, the signs are there though. We have to be very very aware of uh, whenever they throw the thirty three at you. It's the code. Maybe maybe just you know, I, you know the Queen of England's going. Oh. Oh, it's okay. We can eat bean sprouts. They they blew the thirty three code. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine it? Oh right, okay. Kate, good. here's is okay. Prince Prince William. Kate, Kate, Kate. You can't eat bean sprouts. Uh, it's okay, no, love. It, it, it has to be a thirty three in combo with a three thousand. It makes, <laughs> means it, it means us the, uh, the the scam is over. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like the all clear sign. Yeah, all clear. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you want now. 
You got to figure, you know, if that's the all clear sign, you have to wonder what the triggering sign is. Maybe we don't have it. Maybe we don't know what it is or could we be catching these things earlier? I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, it could. Well, 33 and 3000 is just like, whoa, okay, gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, so I'd say we're safe. Yeah, carry carry on. Uh, the all clear has been sounded. The elite uh, New World Order bat signal just in time for the Bilderberg Convention. I, you know, I, even I've got, I'm builder bored is what I am. I've been tracking those Bilderberg conventions for a couple of years. And now it's like, it's the same thing over and over again. You know, we, we all know who's there. It's all the same douchebags. It's a drinking club. I'm yeah, telling you. Maybe whatever. I'm sure, I, I actually believe they're there discussing how to screw us. But well, that, but, but it doesn't that's matter. A, that's the, the drinking clubs can do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a drinking club. Uh, they, Ro, would you like a little more scotch? Yes, please. Uh, no, I, 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 scotch. What I'm is this? Where's idea. my I'm single malt? Yes, Sir John, I want single malt. I won't have your blended scotch. Where's my Oban? Now let's kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Population's too high. Wait, let me stroke my white pussy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we got a bunch of guys sitting out there, like, hey. You're evil. It doesn't really help. You know? What does help is uh, people who uh, support this program. Uh, I continue to amaze uh, new friends that I uh, meet out here, and they say, so what do you do? Say, well, <laughs> hey, hey, dude. And, Mick, and Mickey's like, he's a media. You, you make money from that? <laughs> no, it gets better. <laughs> Mickey goes like, he's a media assassin. It's like that's usually when they unfriend us. It's like, <laughs> no, let me explain. It's like, it's like no agenda. Hmm. Ah, and where can I listen to this this show? Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, podcast. No, uh, it's a podcast. Yeah, when they hear podcast, you see their body language go. Oh, uh, uh, I thought you were like on the radio. I, yeah. th- <laughs> I thought you were like, <laughs> and they say that's your studio. What? That's your studio. Uh, He's yeah. only fooling himself. <laughs> Who are you talking to yourself? So uh, let's uh, thank our uh, executive producers. We got a few today, uh, including James Howard of Indianapolis, Indiana, thirty three thirty three 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 club member. Nice. Uh, because of the mass media highlights, Wienergate and lesbian Lucifer Clinton, while ignoring riots in Greece <laughs> and the Department of Education SWAT team. I'll give a chunk of my wage slave quarterly bonus to a couple of the dangerous lone wolves who are out the and then I got <laughs> That's us, baby. We're gonna have to have Buzzkill Jr. make sure that these concatenated uh notes are actually put in full uh, in as full cloth because these this got cut off and there's a bunch of other ones that did too. Oh really? Uh, yeah. well where think- where where's the shill? Is he like feeding Henri? I probably uh, Norman McDonough in Kitchener, Ontario, Canada, three thirty three dot thirty three, and then we've got uh, Joseph Frost of Wooddale, Illinois, who is the now the lone. Whoops, I'm sorry. There's two of them. Two lo- two lone members. Oh, hold on, let's, let's throw. We got to be throwing these out now. This is of the three twelve club donating. Uh, uh, a nearby area code 312 need the karma for the new job search and give them a karma shot. Absolutely. You've got karma. And Baron von Pelsmacher's comes in of from... Of course. 
Belgium with the 312 Club membership uh, is a monthly 33.33 donor. He he wants to know if he's entitled to a podcasting license signed by the podfather himself. Yes. Uh, In fact, uh, we've been handing him out. uh, We'll give him two. Yeah, podcastlicense.com, and you get actually, so it'll be uh, uh, stephenpelsmarkers.podcastlicense.com, which... uh, it's kind of cool. And have you seen it, John? Have you even? I know. I know. Why don't you answer the question for you? No, you haven't. Why don't you just go take a look at it right now, so you can say, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" Please, please do that. Please, just do that. Well, let me get the old keyboard here on the lap. <laughs> okay. What's, well, whose name should I put in? Yours? Just, just, Who? just go. You can do yours. John C. Dvorak. Podcast License. Com. <laughs> Watch the site be down now, as everyone is. <laughs> Because everyone is looking at it. Now it comes up. Yeah. Official podcast license. John C. Vers, official podcast license producer. John Hancock and Adam Curry. Two signatures. <laughs> the founding father and the pod father. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yes, very good. It's cool. Right. You didn't pay for yours, but we gave you an honorary one. Really? Mm-hmm. What? That is so nice. Yeah. And so these are all executive producers. Any associates for uh, today's yeah, program? Yeah, we, uh, we actually have uh, three. We have three associate executive producers, uh, including Guava Tools in Lafayette, Louisiana. Belated birthday shout out to my twins that turned two on the ninth, Elliot and Elise. Yeah, we have them on the oh. list. Okay. And some karma for a new human resource on the way, if you would. Yeah, of course. You've got karma. Era Dardarian, uh, our Black Knight era. Ara, Dardarian, Dardarian, uh, Trabuco Canyon, uh, up and down your way, I think. Hi, guys. Please allow me to uh, suggest a new initiative. Official fuel supplier of the Hot Pockets Tour 2008. Adam said the van has a 55-gallon <laughs> tank. Let's say the average cost of gas is 4 bucks a gallon. One will one tank full will cost you $220, which is what he donated. Please oh, that's, allow that's very nice. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. A tank of gas. A tank, a, a tank for the van. Uh, HotPockets2008.com, everybody. You can go check it out. I'll put this on. As, uh, you should you make a link for that. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Hot Pockets. Uh, uh, Dr. O, Philadelphia, PA, uh, 200 bucks. Please uh, refer to me as Dr. O and not Ooh. my real name. Okay, got it. Which is uh, Obama. Having just graduated from medical school, $200,000 in debt. <laughs> I know firsthand this country needs a drastic rethink of education costs. I don't mean the current mean that all degrees are bogus, and then it gets cut off. Is there nothing? Is there's no? The rest of his message isn't there. This is not good. Well, it uh, will be correct. Maybe uh, you, let's let's get a uh, let's get a new spreadsheet from uh, Buzzkill Junior before we do the uh, the uh, the fo- the donation segment. Well, anyway, thank you very much, Doctor O, for uh, supporting the show, even with you're two hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That, but this is what they try to do. They make everybody you know, <coughs> enslaving the public with yeah. these high amounts of debt. And then if he misses one payment, they'll jack up his interest no, rate. No, no, what do you mean and if then, he misses then, one payment? Then, then oh, come the SWAT on. team. The SWAT together. team. Break the door down. Drag him out in his boxers. Throw his kids in the cop car. Wow. All right. Uh, those uh, that that's our support for uh, this that, show. That's our support, that's, uh, our producer support for this week. Uh, this uh, today's show. That's extremely nice. We appreciate that, and uh, we have more people we'll be thanking in our donation segment. A counel of PR mentions uh, now forwarding to noagendashow dot com. I guess in uh, in in light of the Glencore IPO, uh, Gleencore and Cleancore 
dot com and dot net now pointing to uh, nogenshow.com. I'm not quite sure if that's going to help us a lot with our uh, Google juice. I do like uh, the following. I am sick of being poor dot com. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can say I can see people. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> I'm sick of being poor dot com. I think we uh, we should be handing out uh, domains on that one too. Adam Curry, I'm sick of being poor dot com. Hello, how are you? Hello, everybody. Nice to meet you. HotPocketsTour.com, now forwarding to the HotPockets2008.com website. Fantastic. Uh, this is a really nice one. I'm amazed this was available. Uh, in the morning, Captain Curry, Uberlord, and Supermeister of the Divine Podcast, and hi to JCD. Hail the foot! So you know this is coming from uh, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. Uh, I am forwarding the following domain to NoAgendaShow.com, AIVD.NL. Now, I can't believe this domain name was available. In fact, let me just check and make sure that actually is forwarding. That that blows me away. AIVD.NL. The AIVD, yeah, let me see. Hmm. I don't know if it's forwarding, and maybe it's not forwarding yet. Hmm. Now I'm getting suspicious. Uh, I don't know if... The, nah, see, this is bullcrap. I should have checked this before. This is weird. Hmm. Well, AIVD, this is why I didn't believe it, is the Algemene Inlichting and Veiligheidsdienst. It's like the Dutch CIA. Oh, yeah, <laughs> FBI. seems unlikely. Yeah. It's like CIA.gov. <laughs> that one, too. Yeah, is this guy trying to hose me? Well, I don't know. So AIVD.nl seems to be forwarding to the Dutch CIA and not to us. Okay. Uh, Gitmobling.com. Forwarding to noagendashow.com. I like that. And here's a new one. NOSP.IN, uh, which is, of course, means no spin. That's kind of nice. Kind of nice play. That's also forwarding now to uh, noagendashow.com. We already talked about our podcastlicense.com. Um, and for those of you uh, who haven't seen it yet, if you go to podcastlicense.com, there's a link there. Uh, upon a $33.33 donation to uh, the show, you get a free podcast license. Uh, it's uh, good for life. We'll even link to your podcast, and uh, we've uh, yeah. It looks like we got a couple on the uh, the roster for today. Uh, so that's great. Extra work for me putting all that together. All and, right. Yeah, and I wanted to. Uh, I I guess I neglected to do this, but um, although of course I, uh, I I I wake up. I go to bed at night thinking about her. I wake up in the morning thinking about her. Uh, Baroness Maggie Vincent of Virginia says, "You know, could I just have a little bit of karma?" Uh, she's got a couple things going on, so we're going to hand that out to her right now. You've got karma. Have you uh, looked at her uh, website? No, I have not. I didn't yeah, know she had one. Yeah, MaggieVincent.com. Oh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she, she's a sysadmin, right? So she's like, I, I've got a wireless router all hooked up. <laughs> You're like, does it multiplex? I'm going to see if it multiplexes for you. It's like, oh, my God, this, this, she came from heaven, Baroness Maggie Vincent. She's got a. Got, how do you spell Maggie Vincent? M a g g i e v i n c e n t. All I get is a, a square space. Uh, M i g g i e v i n c e t. Maggie Vincent. V i n c e n t. Yeah, Vincent. No. Okay. No. Well, well, if you go to hotpockets2008.com, there's a link to her site right there, and she has an RV blog. She has a blog about the actual uh, uh, RV that she's uh, kindly lending us to. Uh, Embark on our Hot Pockets tour. We're going to uh, fly to Virginia on July 15th. Well, you could use, that would be, uh, I like the way the, uh, yeah. What? The, the the way the rig is, is fake to look like. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I think that was uh, 
I don't think it's actually been painted that way yet. I think that's a Photoshop job, but it's starting to look really good. And uh, I, yeah. I, I don't have a, see a link here to her site. Uh, go to the rig. You got it? Yeah. Yeah, the rig. And then you see Maggie Vincent's rig blog, RV blog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Maggie, uh, you know, she so she has she posts all these geeky pictures of her, and she's got like glasses and stuff, like sysadmin. I'm convinced. You take the glasses off, and she like shakes her head, and the hair falls loose down around her shoulders. Uh huh. Hot pockets. I think. You remember she You'll find uh, out soon enough. Yeah, well, she's, we're going to kick it off with a hot so, tub okay, and martini Maggie party. MaggieVincent.com works, but www.maggievincent.com sends me over to, which is one of those Yeah, but that's DNS old issues. school. Who the hell uses that? Well, I know, but this, the point is, is that you should be able to... Uh, <laughs> well, you, you don't know, have to. It's old school. No, but it, but it shouldn't be rerouting you to Squarespace if you, if you use it. That's a square, Squarespace issue, I'm sure. Well, she's a sysadmin. I'm sure she can fix it. So anyway, um, thank you all uh, for your support, uh, your PR efforts. They are highly appreciated, as always. And uh, special thanks to our associate executive producers, Guava Tools, uh, Sir Ara Dardarian, Dr. O. And then, of course, we have our executive producers and 312 Club members, Joseph Frost, Baron Stafen, Pelsmakers, and uh, our 333 Club members and also executive producers, James Howard and Norm McDonough. Uh, all of you uh, receive these official credits. Some of you already have them, obviously, but you can continue to add to the list. Collect all 25. And uh, for those of you on the way to knighthood, uh, the, the rings are out, right? They're out the door. Uh, the shill has, uh, he sent me a note that he has sent them. Yeah, so, he apparently has. Yes, he has. So, uh, And he sent well, mine as well. the ones overseas. Okay, well, he sent mine so, so that the minute I get it, I can start, you know, showing pictures and stuff. Yeah, and, the uh, ones overseas, you got to go to the post office and everything's different prices. It's and he sent us the bill, which was also nice. Yeah. Well. John's like, well, there's more money disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. I'm, I'm glad we saved for it. We set aside. The rings, of course, aren't free. Everyone else out there who has not had the opportunity to help out in any manner, you can still do one very important thing, which is propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it with me, everybody. Shut Shut up, up, slave. And of course, if you want to support any program, uh, any episode of the No Agenda program, uh, as we do not uh, take commercial money, do not play commercials, uh, you can do that at the following address. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. Those of you with small human resources, that will be the kids. Uh, they will be uh, reciting this over and over again, day in, day out. We hope. It's like, three more days till Halloween. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. Silver Shamrock. So uh, I, I go to uh, get ready for the show. and uh, At uh, five to nine. No, that's when I called in. I was ready for it. What time? What time did the clips come in? Were they at five to nine? I don't think so. <laughs> Not much. So, uh, and then I so I decided to go on Twitter to see if there's any input. And boom! Congratulations, dear Twitter user. You've been selected to take part in our anonymous survey. Oh my goodness! Oh, you're so you're have, so lucky. So it's a thirty second questionnaire. I decided to do it on the show. It's only oh, five questions. This is a good idea. Let's rock and yeah. roll. So, question number one: Are you male or female? Now, I realize that the, the, this came out of the blue, and during the, the Wiener 
uh, debacle because obviously Twitter's, you know, they got a lot of attention. I mean, this is right. the time where, you know, they can go public. There's all kinds of good yeah, things. Yeah, this is groovy. It's a good, it's, so it's mean, good for but you know, Obviously, they need some information from the users to put together their package. <laughs> their, uh, their IPO, the marketing section of the IPO. Yeah, the dog and pony part. Yeah. <laughs> and so they got five questions for me. So here we go. We'll all get right. one, male or female. Okay, click. Click male. Uh, and by the way, if, as to say thank you, they're going to offer an exclusive gift, including a $1,000 Best Buy gift card or an Apple MacBook Pro. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And, 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 or a cruise? Is there a cruise in no there? Cruise, no, no cruise, no. <laughs> the cruise that isn't, I have to pay for. Isn't that the cruise where that does not include your airfare, your trips, or, your, anything, or your yeah. uh, uh, sewage fee? <laughs> Question number two. How many social networks are you registered with? Mm. One. One would two, be Twitter. Wait. Three. Four or more. Wait, so you have LinkedIn, you have Twitter, you don't have Facebook. Right. So you have two, any more? I don't think so. Okay, two. So I'm writing two. So I put two in, boom, it goes right to that. It doesn't even let me think about it. Oh. Uh, question three or five, what is your age? 10 to 17, 18 <laughs> to 25, 26 to 39, 40 plus years old. Oh, well, that, well that's bogus. I get lumped it's, in with you. I can't say that you and I are the same bad. personality. It doesn't say that. You're you're full of crap. What nope. what are the actual choices? You want me 40, to do a screenshot? No, nah, I believe it? you. Forty plus, eh? Okay. Yeah. So, just put in thirty three. Can you put in thirty? No, I, 33. <laughs> I'm going to put in ten to seventeen. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. And then do you get different questions, you think, or uh, you don't know? No, this, no. Is, this is obviously done. Uh, this is a script. Mm -hmm. uh, question number four or five. Skip logic. Many, yeah, skip logic. <laughs> How many hours do you usually spend on social networks per day? Oh, well. This I, is interesting uh, yeah. because people use Facebook or on the thing all day. And by the way, it's pre-clicked. Oh, it's, it's, it's pre-selected for your convenience? Yeah. What is the time. selection? What's the selection? The selection is five to ten hours. Oh, in aggregate? In aggregate? None of the other ones. This is pre-clicked. I can't believe it. Anyway, it says here's the here's the here's the. Options. Well, so they're trying to stack their deck. Duh. Uh. Less than one hour. One to four hours. Five to ten. I think hours you're a one to four. I think you're one to four. I am one to four. Yeah. Five to ten is pre-clicked, and which, by the way, when you click on the other uh, things, once you click, boom, it goes to the next question. So how come it's not going to the next question already? Right. Five to ten and eleven hours and more, which would be most kids. So I'm going to go back it off to one to four. Then final question number five. How wait a minute. Wait. Eleven hours or more was pre-clicked. No, no. Five, five to, to ten. ten Jeez. Okay. Right. Next I don't question. want to make people look insane. How many more questions? Because I'm getting bored. one. This is it. I oh, told you oh, five questions. Fine. Okay. This is number five. This is it. All this right. is the end. All right. All right. Question five. How do you feel about switching your main? Uh oh, oh. This is interesting. Ooh. What are we getting? How do you this is the main. This is the real question, by the uh, way. <laughs> so they take you through all this. Like, let's just make sure it's a real person and not a robot. And now the real question. How do you feel about switching your main social network to another? Hmm. This is to get rid of get Facebook people to think about right. it. Right. What What are the answers? What are the possible none, answers? None are pre-click, but it says I would definitely do it right at the top. <coughs> I'm okay with my current one. There is a possibility, and I haven't thought about it. So, what are you going to click? Uh, 
I would say there is a possibility. I think it's a possibility with everybody. Okay. But, of course, that'll be bunched in in the final analysis with I would definitely do it, right? Because what you said, people would either they'd either definitely do it or they're thinking about it. Right. So I'm going to click there's okay. a possibility. And then what? Now now do we get a congratulations? You're not eligible for your cruise? It's going submitting, 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 submitting. And now I can uh, – now. I, Please gift your email address, and then would you? What should I get? A gift card? Quantity left four pieces. What is this quantity left crap? <laughs> John, is there a point to this? Or are we done? We're done. All right. Just put in uh, my email address, Adam at Curry dot com. I'm fine. And if I get the cruise, I'll take you with me. Can you imagine you and I on a ship? Oh. In <laughs> in 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 a cabin together. It would be a, it would have to be filmed as a reality show. Yeah, it's a fiasco. Okay. Hey, uh, I uh, I watched the president's reality show. Speaking of reality shows, uh, known as the West Wind Week, it was a good episode. If you've never seen this, it's on uh, WhiteHouse.gov. It comes out I think Thursday or Friday. You know, they're a little lax on the schedule. But uh, so there's three three short short clips, and uh, the first two are just so abhorrent to me. Because, of course, we have to continue to propagate the lie that um, because Obama, our president, rescued rescued the auto industry, they're doing so great that they paid back the, all the money they owed us, the taxpayers, six years early. Now, I just want to reiterate for those of you who are new to this program that if you actually do a three-second Google search, you will see that, they, they yes, they paid back the money, because we were loan sharking them with a 12% interest rate, and they did a refi. They refinance at 8%, and uh, they've actually uh, done nothing but refinance the loan. So they're still in uh, in debt, but it's being spun as if, oh, wow, yeah, it's great. So it starts off, and it, it's, it's always hard when you um, get right into a clip that has kind of wild audio. This is why I like the, uh, the West Wing Week show. It's because it has a lot of wild audio from behind the scenes. It's sometimes kind of interesting. So here's the president um, as he's about to do a speech at Chrysler at the plant. And he's walking and uh, the woman here says, uh, you know, I'm a manager here at uh, Chrysler and uh, I'm helping us. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm really working hard on the company. And, of course, you want to listen to what the president says. Shortly after the president. Ah, sorry. God, crap. Wrong one. Here we go. Managed the investment at Chrysler for the past two years. Good job. Way to get our money back. Yeah, thank you. On Friday. Did you hear that? You couldn't hear. Yeah, just play it again. Okay. Uh, uh, Here we go. Listen to what he says. I'll do that again. Managed the investment at Chrysler for the past two years. Good job. Way to get our money back. Yeah, thank you. On Friday. Did you hear what he said? No, I, just, I couldn't. It was, it, what did he she say? says, I've been working as a manager here at the Chrysler plant for two years. And he says, good job. Way to get our money back. Good job. Way to get our money back. Yeah, because this is the whole meme that has to be propagated. Like we're oh. get, we got our money back. Way to get our money back. Then we have the assistant, uh, the, the, the deputy press secretary. He's the guy who does the voiceover, the annoying voiceover. Um, since it's not clear in the audio, he has to make it very clear what actually went down. Shortly after the president took office, the American auto industry was on the brink of liquidation. Brink! A collapse that many analysts say would have caused one million American workers to lose their jobs. The president, though, made a decision to rescue the American auto industry. Oh, the president made a decision to rescue. D- give him a cape. John, he needs God. a cape. He made a decision to rescue the auto industry. 
Now, just two years later, the unthinkable has happened. Unthinkable! Chrysler is gaining market share, investing in their plants, creating jobs, making a profit, and the company has repaid all of the money committed to them by the Obama administration six years early. The company is now positioned for success, and it's had a significant impact, not just on Chrysler workers, but on the broader Toledo community. And he's running out. You can hear them all cheering. He's trotting onto the stage. He's with, the, with his hands up in the air like the no, like no, 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 he, no, 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 he doesn't have his hands up in the air, but he's trotting like jog, you know, I was like, yeah, everybody, everybody, <laughs> I rescued you. So I placed my bet on you. I did. I put my faith in the American work. Right there. And I'll tell you what. What? I'm going to do that every day of the week. I'm going to do that every day of the week. Because, because. what you've done vindicates my faith. Hell After yeah. his cra- Vindicates his faith. Vindicates his faith, John. It vindicates his faith. That's right. It, it, vind- <laughs> it vindicates. It vindicates. What does that actually mean? It vindicates his faith. Well, I'm wondering how in that you in that I don't know. Like, what does that mean? It vindicates. Well, it should mean confirm the way he's using it in the sentence. But vin- vindicate is something. It means something different, doesn't it? Words do matter, ladies and gentlemen. While John is uh, looking that up, in fact, uh, clear uh, someone of blame or suspicion. I think show you, or prove to be right, reasonable or justified. But what's it got to do with his faith? I don't know. Uh, here's what we should do. It clears it blames or I'm sorry. Clears. I don't know. It's poorly used. When in doubt, consult the book of knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> more I like than the, cute. I like the cello in there. It really <laughs> let's it hear. It, let's hear it again. It's really good. Consult the book of knowledge. <laughs> You know, one day the uh, the guys over at NPR and stuff, they're going to wake up and they're going to look at our show and go, what? how did they do that? How, how did they get it? Like people are making jingles for them. You know, they, they, they register websites. They don't pay $18 million for it. How, how did that, you know, one day. Uh, vindicated, according to uh, Webster's, Merriam Webster's, is avenge. That's what, free, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, to free from allegation or blame, which is a later one, and confirm substantiate. Okay, here it is. B1 of, of the third definition. In other words, obscure. Confirm or substantiate. So it confirms or substantiates his belief. You know, his, his faith. Belief. His faith. Justifies another yeah, one. Justify, I think, is what he really means. Well, that's yeah. good. Since we're on the topic of uh, explaining what words are, uh, John, you, uh, you really turned me on to the uh, National Spelling Bee. Uh, you had a clip uh, which uh, what was the other uh, word the the foos the uh, well it's on it's named on the clip I can't remember yeah well, I, I don't remember either and by the way I want to see can we you got the douchebag thing ready yeah play it for Twitter douchebag I can't get off this stupid site because there's <laughs> a so-called awards is one of those phony baloney deals which sends you to a million other sites saying you can here today's winner they, and I can't close the browser and it tells me congratulations congratulations I have to take another survey and I have to literally go and control alt delete and kill Firefox to get off this thing because if I click to close it I get a message that says you are about to close five tabs and then well this oh I got finally could close it nope <laughs> <laughs> I get, now it comes back. Now it's, I, I can't get off this page. This is don't take this. This this is a piece of crap. I can't believe these people would do this. <laughs> you really? You have a hard time believing that? I don't. 
Yeah, well, okay. I got, well, I, uh, I, anyway, go on. I don't have a hard time believing that at all. So I had to open a new, I have to go close all the browsers. I got to blow them up with, uh, with uh, program manager. It's unbelievable. So I can't remember for the life of me what was the, um, well, bean foos or something. Hexafoos? Wasn't it? Hexafoos. Hexafoos. See? Hexafoos. Now, was that, that was not the girl who won the spelling bee, though. No. Okay, so uh, President Obama welcomed the winner of the spelling bee to the White House. And uh, this was also on his reality show, The West Wing Week. And uh, he has a little uh, tete-a-tete with uh, the winner of the spelling bee. Also in the Oval Office, the president met with the 2010 and 2011 Scripps National Spelling Bee champions. To find the, uh, now, what was your winning word? Symatricus. Symatricus. Okay, Symatricus. John, Symatricus. Would you like to uh, give Symatricus a go? Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Uh, yes. Uh, Adam Curry is very Symatricus, whereas John C. Dvorak is not. No, 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 typing. Do not consult the book of knowledge. No, no, no. You cheater. You cheat, cheat, cheater. Are there any alternatives, uh, pronunciations? Uh, no. Uh, how do you spell it? <laughs> well, here goes our president. Uh, Symmetricus. Uh, S Y. <laughs> no, okay. I've already, I've already got gone. <laughs> it's C Y. S-Y. Symatricus. Of course, he does take time out to ask what it means. Okay, go ahead. Spell it. Um, C-Y-M-O-T-R-I-C-H-O-U-S. Okay, and what is the sim- what is symatricus? Uh, it means having wavy hair. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> having wavy hair. <laughs> a great word. By the way, I was watching Obama on... on uh, well, actually, when you're done with this, I want to talk a little bit about the... the, the state luncheon he had for the for An- angela yeah well before, okay then let me just finish and up by the way this was the this was the gray gray obama oh it was the other guy yeah yeah so i uh, i also watched our president's uh, weekly address um and uh, i'm i'm getting very disturbed by the messaging that he and, and by the way he's phoning it in now he's fumbling he's like eh, cuz it's the same message over and over again but now it's becoming apparent because even the writers are getting lazy. But he did something earlier in this week, and this is in his address. And uh, I, and by the way, I feel that every American citizen should watch our president's address. I don't understand why, why it doesn't have like 300 million views on YouTube, because everyone should be watching this. It just doesn't. And it's always a YouTube video, interestingly enough. So it, it should be watched. Now, he, this is, he's come up with some scheme which concerns me greatly. It sounds rather slavish. Listen. Oh, well, On Wednesday, I announced commitments by the private sector, colleges, and the National Association of Manufacturers that will make it possible for 500,000 community college students to get a manufacturing credential that has the industry's stamp of approval. If you're a company that's hiring, you'll know that anyone who has this degree has the skills you're looking for. So if you go to community college and you get a stamp that says you're you're good to work in a factory? Did I understand that properly? Apparently, yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, what? How does that work? 500,000 new factory slaves. It's like, are you in community college? You know, it used to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're in community college because, you know, you, you, your, your parents are on welfare. You're in community college. Now we get 
Uh, at first, he calls it a certification. Then it's like something else. Hold on a second. What did you say? The National Association of Manufacturers that will make it possible for 500,000 community college students to get a manufacturing credential. Okay, so for, it's a credential first. That has the industry's stamp of approval. Uh, you get a stamp of approval from the industry. <laughs> what, a, what industry and what? The manufacturing. Where are you going to get a job? It's, well, hold on. It's the manufacturing industry, i.e., you know, slave factories. You get a stamp. You're, oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you're approved. Here, it's stamp. If you're a company that's hiring, you'll know that anyone who has this degree... Now, all of a sudden, it's a degree. It went from a, a stamp to a degree. ...has the huh. skills you're looking for. What Titan Bolt next. Titan, Titan Bolt. Bolt next. If you're a student considering community college, you'll know that your diploma will give you a leg up in the job market. Oh, a leg up. This, this, is, this does not sound like the America I was born into. On Monday, I'll travel to North Carolina. Uh, I don't know, whatever. So then, John, let me ask. <laughs> this is going to hurt you. What is the American dream? What is the dream... That, that we're an immigrant country. That we can all get rich. Is that not truly the dream? Yeah, that's what, that's it in a nutshell. The dream is, and I'm sorry, you know, you, you may not like it. Uh, you may think it's abhorrent. But the American dream has always been, if you work hard in America, you can be the guy driving the Rolls Royce. And this is why immigrants came to Ellis Island, like... Hey, I, I, I want to try and make it in America. In the United Kingdom of Gitmo Nation East, people still say, in the entertainment industry, it's, it's very apparent, I can only make it to America. Because there you can make it. If you work hard, you can become you can become the top of the bill. Is that not the American dream, John? Yeah. Wrong. In the end, the folks I hear from in letters or meet when I travel across the country, they aren't asking for much. They're just looking for a job that covers their bills. They're looking what? for a That's little financial dream. Be quiet. You're interrupting this dream. It's the American dream speech. Much. They're just looking for a job that covers their bills. They're looking for a little financial security. They want to know that if they work hard and live within their means, everything will be all right. They'll be able to get ahead and give their kids a better life. That's the dream each of us has for ourselves and our families. That's the dream. That's the dream. Just pay my bills. So just a little bit more than paying my bills. Sorry. I'm sorry. Th this, this hurts me as an American citizen. That just doesn't make sense. That's not the dream. No. That's not the American dream. The American dream is not to get by on a starvation wage and be able to pay your bills. <laughs> get a and stamp. Pay your credit card and be lucky to be alive. That's not the American dream. Get a stamp. And get a stamp so you can work in a factory. That's not the American dream. Who's he kidding? This is typical of this group of people that are in the running this government. And it's all of them. I don't care. If all of them. All, all of, them. of them. Every single one of them. Yeah, there's like they're up there and they're thinking, thank you guys are lucky to be alive. Well, by the way, I'm living the dream right now. Does that help? Yeah, I mean, I'm living uh, Obama's Michelle dream. Obama's got tw what twenty six staff members working for her on a day to day basis with a budget of a million dollars a year just to comb her hair. Yeah, does she's living the American dream? No, no, John, you and I are living the American dream according to our president. Just enough to cover the bills, and if I just play by the rules, 
I can make a better world for my children tomorrow. I will leave her one dollar. Here, kid, I'm dead. Here's a dollar. <sighs> well, I'm surprised none of the right wingers have picked up on this. They meme. Not, no one watches it here. <laughs> Apparently not. This You're is... the only guy in the country. <laughs> no, let's see. That watches and you foist it on the audience. Uh, our audience. <laughs> let me let me see how many people have watched the YouTube video. Seriously, it comes out on uh, Friday night. I think I'm going to WhiteHouse.gov. And it, it, hey, www.whitehouse.gov doesn't work. I'm just kidding. Actually, uh, if you want, if uh, Department of Homeland Security.gov doesn't work unless you put the www in front of it, douchebags. Oh, 14,940 people have watched this address. Wow. I mean, dude, that's it? That is it? Oh. By the way, he ends pretty funny. Listen to the ending of his speech. Privilege of serving as president. I'll keep fighting to put that dream, that dream within the reach of all Americans. That's right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs> Take that dream. Have a great weekend, everybody. I, I'm going to work very hard every day. I'm going to make sure you have that dream of just being able to pay your bills. Have a great weekend, everybody. Michelle, get your slaves down here. Comb my hair. I'm sorry. I just Any president who talks like that should just be thrown out of office just, just for the thought. That is not our American dream. It may be what we're striving towards to not die, but don't call it the dream, please. Do not call that a dream of America. That's degrading. And if people don't like our dream, well, don't come here. But here it's that everyone can, you work hard, you can be successful. Not just get by and pay your bills. I see that was appropriate. Yes, it was. All right, John. Uh, why don't you take? Uh, why don't you hear? Okay, so why don't you take the wheel? The, we had this thing from Merkel, and it was. And what was interesting is C-SPAN. It, I, it's I, hair I, Merkel to you. Hair Merkel. I've never seen this before. They would they actually showed the people coming in and announced. So I've, they, see, I've they, seen that with the, the honorable. Yeah, well, and they uh, haven't coming through. I've never seen it before. They Diane Sawyer was there. All the all everyone was all dressed up. It was like a big elite fest. Yeah, and they then they ate outside. <laughs> yeah, like a cookout. <laughs> and Obama came in. I tell you, I, I watched the whole thing. I was kind of riveted by the people coming through because I have a few comments to make because I, I took some notes. Oh. Especially when I got the biggest kick out of they they would announce like somebody's husband, somebody's wife, depending on who was actually invited, or they say so and so with guest. <laughs> and then, with guest, and, yeah, plus with guest. one. <laughs> and then they would have these these people that would come in uh, stag. And so there'd be these guys. There'd be a couple of women coming in as a couple, but I never saw two guys coming in as a couple. Could be and, the Honorable Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. <laughs> so, so the uh, but there was um, it was Miss, and they made a point of saying Miss Miss Sarah Bloomfield, uh-huh. and she was a, she came in stag. Can I say Miss? It should be Miss, not Miss, but they, Miss. And she kind of basically came through this little thing. There was a line of press and they were taking pictures. They didn't have the backdrop, you know, like they do in Hollywood. It was like a red carpet walkthrough. And she just kind of stomps through very annoyed. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, you can't get anybody to come with to, to you. To the White House, really? Not a single person? I mean, please. What does this John, say? John, you know, I'm telling you, first of all, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to this program, yes, indeed, watching C-SPAN actually does entertain us. 
and we actually enjoy it. But we could do like the fashion police. We could do a whole bunch of shows around this red carpet at the White House. No one's doing it. It's an open field. It's wide open. <laughs> so anyway, you got her husband and the guy's name. Anyway, I got but anyway, I got to see a couple of interesting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deb- Debbie Wasserman Schultz comes in, and the Honorable Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Who is she? Who is she? Who is she? She's a congresswoman, uh-huh. and and she says oh, yeah, with right. her husband, uh, Steve. And meanwhile, she comes barreling through, and the guy's left <laughs> left in the back. He's like looking left and right. And he has to catch up to her. But see, this is what's wrong: is that the, it's show business for ugly people, but they don't have like the greeters, you know, because if you look at how the Academy Awards work, you get a person, right? A woman with a walkie-talkie, like some annoying little gnome that walks with you and makes sure that, you know, that you get to the right place in front of the cameras at the right time, that you don't get separated from your date. And the worst ones are the guys who have never been to the White House before. They actually, a couple of them come through and then they stop and talk to the media. Oh, no. up the whole event. Because, <laughs> yeah, because that's when that, that's another job of the, of the production assistant walkie-talkie troll, she's supposed to like okay, okay, move it, like, move like, it, move push it. you along, Mitch, move along. Mitch, honorable Mitch or Mitch McConnell or Congressman Mitch McConnell with the uh, with the honorable Elaine Chow. This woman is a, like this knockout Asian, and Mitch McConnell's this old fart, and he's got this <laughs> shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> hey, look at my biatch! Look what I brought to the party. So James Taylor comes in with his wife. The James Taylor, the singer. Yeah, and then he stops, uh-huh. and it's, but they have the mic on him, so he says, he, he makes this comment, which I had to write down. They're talking about what he's going to be playing, apparently, some songs, because Obama's are big James Taylor fans, I guess. How, how square and white can you get? And then he says, he makes this comment, they specifically suggested to, to play You've Got a Friend. Oh, no. He says that? Yeah. No. Oh, no, you're kidding me. And then, then they show. And here's the thing that kind of got me: they show the beginning of the thing, uh, the outside where Merkel comes up, and the place is surrounded by Marine guards, and is they're playing military stuff, and they go in, and the Marines they've got flags every which way, and they're banging their rifles on the ground, and they're <laughs> spinning around, and they're doing all this weird stuff. And I'm thinking, when did this country become so militaristic? Is it always? I mean, during the I doubt during the Eisenhower administration they had this much military military pomp and circumstance and Merkel looked like she looked very uncomfortable with it because it was very it was just so formal and and, like, and he had the, the the gold eagle speech holder that whole, yes, that whole so thing he gives yeah. the boringest speech ever and he's got this big gold eagle thing I, I've yeah. never seen that you talked about it last show and yeah. I never I've never seen it Herr Angela se. has the Congressional Medal of Freedom and they're bowing to each other oh did you, you see know? that Michelle bowed to Angela's husband and then but she went. She bowed to give him a kiss, and he went like, and she like winds up kissing his the top of his head. It's <laughs> hilarious. The kisses were ridiculous. Yeah, she's like, she's she's on top of the steps, and she bows down to kiss him because you know that's the Hollywood thing to do. And he's doing like, hi. He's doing his hi, and he and he bows over, which is very correct in uh, in Germany and Austria. But she's like, I'm surprised he didn't click his heels. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> this was this is a joke it's, it's like it's a theater. monarchy it, what are, when did we become a monarchy well hello <laughs> yeah what am i why are we doing yeah, the show exactly we might as well hey uh, exactly it's hilarious no i know and and people you're missing out on this c-span is awesome you can put that in your t-shirt
C-SPAN is awesome. It is. It really is. This, it, it, you know, you have to wade through a lot of crap. But once you get to the gems and there's no commercial interruptions, I have to say that's the beauty that's, of it. Anyway, I was quite amused. I'm sitting there. Hilarious. Just, uh, just watching these people walk through being announced. It was actually quite funny. Oh, it's great. It really is great. Enough. Uh, so I was watching a little bit of C-SPAN. Uh, actually, I watched hours of C-SPAN. Um, could did you actually have the wherewithal to sit through the Leon Panetta uh, mm-hmm. hearing? No. Okay, so Leon Panetta. I think I, ta- I, think I DVR'd it. Oh, it's hours. It. It's hours and hours. No, it's too long. Oh, so I had it on, you know, all day. Uh, much to the chagrin, I might say, of certain people I live with. But uh, you know, it's uh, so you don't have to. C-SPAN. Okay. So uh, this is the uh, confirmation hearing of Leon Panetta. So Leon Panetta is currently our director of the uh, CIA, and his job is to run the CIA. And now there's been this big swap, and Robert Gates is going out. And it's all very convenient that this is taking place now because in July we had uh, a promise from uh, our president. Our president said, uh, even before he got in, he said, uh, I am going to take all of our troops out of Iraq. Right? Was there anything else he said uh, along with that, John? I think he said you can take that to the bank. Yeah, you, you know, know the, but I thought we already took the troops out, but apparently not. No. The uh, yeah, you can take that. You can take that to the bank. You can take that to the bank. That and that, and that was the promise. Yeah. Okay. You can take that to the bank. It's been it's so long ago. I can't even find the jingle. I got it here somewhere. But he says you can take that to the bank. Uh, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. You can take that to the bank. Take that to the bank. I will get our troops out. You can take that to the bank. So now we have Leon Panetta is going to become the Secretary of Defense, which, of course, means a total uh, melding of the secret intelligence services, the CIA, and our military-industrial complex. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful setup. So Panetta, it goes on for hours. And, of course, these well, all- but Hold on a second. Uh, Gates came out of the CIA, so there's nothing's new. Yeah, but okay, but it's never been this bad. I think it's never been this open and apparent. And and okay. Gates has been in for a long time. So uh, this goes on for hours, and it's all set up. It's it's it really is. And McCain is always the straight man. You you, you want to set something up? Hey, McCain, here's your line. Ah, uh, okay. So, <laughs> he's, he, he, totally it. This is show business, people. John and I view it as, sh- what's my line? Hey, where's my sides? <laughs> Time to go into the hearing. What's my, uh, just put it on the prompter. If uh, Prime Minister Maliki, uh, the Iraqi government, um, requests that, uh, that we maintain a presence there, that, uh, that ought to be seriously considered by the president. Do you think it would be in our interest to do that, given the... Situation, Senator. I have to tell you, there are a thousand uh, Al Qaeda that are still in Iraq. Uh, oh, we no! saw a thousand. He counted every single one of them. A thousand Al Qaeda. A thousand. You don't. You don't think a thousand? There's a Panetta's on the inside. The attack that was made just the other day. Uh, it, it too continues to be a fragile situation, uh, and I believe that uh, we we should take whatever steps are necessary to make sure that uh, we protect whatever progress we've made there. So in other words, if uh, if we're asked to stay, we're going to stay. So what do you think is going to happen? 
Gee. I, you know, explain it to me, please. We go in, we attack a country, we take over the country. Oh, you want us to stay? Okay. No problem. We'll stay. Yeah. Yeah. The French told the Germans the same thing in World War II. They told them they really enjoyed their company. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they love the fact they're doing a really good job in, in Paris. Have some, have some cheese. <laughs> And uh, they really liked the fact that the Germans would go down to Bordeaux and steal all the wine cellars. They, yeah, they really you could take that, that to the bank. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice. So that was about all I got out of that. Now, however, I, I know. It was a waste of one day. Uh, a full day. And they, had, and they actually, they had to break away. Uh, C-SPAN had to break away to tell you what else was coming up. Otherwise, it, you know, they're like, hey, are you... I, are you still awake? <laughs> There's more coming up on C-SPAN. More riveting testimony. <laughs> hey, wake up. <clears throat> okay, so there's a um, something, uh, a horrible, horrible hit is taking place now. And all of a sudden, everything started to click together for me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, so we've been hearing these reports, uh, and actually, uh, I, I have uh, one of these said reports, but it's it's repetitive about... Um, actually, let me go back. Libya, John. Um, when uh, when when the when the first resolution was signed, uh, resolution uh, uh, 1970, which came uh, just days before resolution 1973, and we read both resolutions here on the air. We went through them. Resolution 1970 called for something very specific. Resolution 1970 said we need to send the United Nations Human Rights Council into Libya to make sure that you know. Like, there's not some human rights violations going on. Otherwise, we might have to do something that we'd put in, in Resolution 1973. And uh, you and I discussed on this very program that they said, okay, well, you know, we'll have the report done somewhere around June. Uh, June, July, you know, we've we got to go to Libya. We've got to do our reporting. So we're going to go. We'll come back. We'll let you know. And then three days later, here's Resolution 1973. Two days later, we're bombing everybody. We did not wait for the human rights uh uh, Human Rights Council report. There well, was that, no time. Well, that came in. And oh, it's, no, it did? Oh, Finally? yes, it did. It's it not, takes forever. No wonder we couldn't wait. Uh, well, it's actually, it's right on time. It's around the time they said. They said, you know, it'll be around uh, June. Oh, okay, so what did it say? <sighs> 90 pages. And uh, well, so, uh, before I say that, what have we been hearing everyone talk about? Gaddafi is giving his troops Viagra so they can systematically rape people. They're using uh, stiff penises as uh, weapons of mass destruction. These guys are horrible. Throw more bombs on them. That's pretty much what we've heard from the president of the International Criminal Court, from Hillary Lucifer Clinton. Uh, this is this is what they're all saying. You know why they're all saying this, John? Because that's the only thing in the report that is somewhat conclusive. I read through all 90 pages last night, and let me highlight. So, of course, the first thing you want to do is you want to go to the conclusion paragraph. <sighs> Finally, the commission feels that at this stage, it is not in a position to identify those responsible, as requested by the Human Rights Council in the resolution establishing its mandate. In other words, uh, there might be something going on, but we don't know exactly who's doing it. Okay. So remember now, your president told you, slaughter, massacre, we have to stop it, it's all horrible, this, it, this, it, 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 it can't go on. So let's look at some of the general observations. And the report is, it is worth a read because the use of words is hilarious. With regards to the use of weaponry, the commission is concerned 
concerned that the Libyan authorities have not been making appropriate and precautionary assessments which would, in the Commission's view, militate against the use of weapons such as mortars in densely populated urban areas. In other words, they're not throwing mortars. They're concerned that they aren't taking precautions that it might happen. Further investigation, however, including forensic analysis, would be needed to confirm use of any of these ammunitions at all. The consistent, the consistent pattern of violations identified, so there are violations, but by the way, both sides, both the rebels and the Libyan government, this is throughout the entire report, well, it's both sides, we're not quite sure who's doing what. The consistent pattern of violations identified creates an inference that they were carried out as a result of policy decisions by Colonel Gaddafi. An inference. What does that mean, John? Inference. No, it means that A leads to B, or, right. or A implies B, or there's a possibility that uh, that to this what we can think is happening is happening because of this. Or in other words, in this same paragraph, the commission received some information concerning individual perpetrators of crimes, but more investigation is also required on this issue. And it goes on and on and on and on. They have no conclusive evidence. Now, the only thing that's in this report where they actually have a person that they spoke to, Section 212, Sexual Abuse, Reports of rape committed by government forces have been recounted by numerous persons with whom the commission met. The commission had the opportunity to speak with only one victim of rape. What? Only one victim of rape. I thought everyone was getting raped. Now, Miss Iman al-Obaidi, whose case of gang rape by government forces has been well publicized by the media, allegations of rape committed by armed opposition forces and armed civilians were made to the commission by other persons, persons, including in some cases family members. The number of cases reported was small. Don't say how small, just small. However, the commission recognizes the difficulties in collecting evidence in cases of sexual violence, including victims' reluctance to disclose information, because in Libya, the fact that Libyan criminal law punishes the flogging by flogging sexual relations outside of a lawful marriage. So what they're saying is they only only one person would tell them about this systemic issuance of Viagra to make people, to make Libyan forces rape women, weapons of mass destruction. She was highly publicized by the media. By the way, throughout the entire report, they continuously refer to CNN reports, MSNBC reports. That's kind of like, well, this was reported, so we think this is going on, but you know, we couldn't really find anyone to say couldn't anything about it. it. Couldn't prove and it, of exactly. They're, they're, of course, the CNN and the rest of them are getting it from Twitter, who are getting it from Hillary, who are the whole thing. Is uh, just, you're, 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 you're jumping a little bit ahead, but you're, you're right on. Uh, more speculative information repeated what uh, was that members of the Kata'eb were found with condoms and Viagra pills, leading those recounting these occurrences to suggest that troops were given instructions to engage in rape, that they were supplied with both the pills and the condoms. So Kata'eb is like... Well, hold on a second. Uh, you have to, well, you know what you have to do, don't you? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Consult the book of knowledge. Well, I think we should do that, but I'm wondering why a rapist, uh, it, 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 when it's supposed to, when rape in a war situation is a way to uh, uh, kind of inculcate, in, you put kind of push your genetic structure into another uh, unknown population. Why, why condoms? Why a rapist? 
it wants a condom. Hold on a second. I'm going to rape you, but I want to make sure it's safe sex. This is horrible. This is so horrible that we, but we have to laugh about it because it is a laughable thing. So this is why you get reports like this in the mainstream media. Hello and welcome. War crimes are alleged by both sides in the Libyan conflict. Now, the International Criminal Court says there is evidence that Colonel Gaddafi ordered his forces to use rape as a weapon of war. Now, that's a blatant lie. That's a lie because we're looking at the report. There is no evidence that Colonel Gaddafi, in fact, it says it's not Colonel Gaddafi, it's the uh, Kadaeb, which is not Gaddafi. So it's a blatant lie here from the BBC. This comes as the United Nations Human Rights Council prepares to meet in Geneva to debate a report which also alleges that Libyan opposition forces were involved in acts of torture. Daniel Griffiths has the latest. The battle for Libya, a brutal conflict that's left thousands dead. Both sides have been accused of war crimes. The UN's debating the issue later today. Now, though, Colonel Gaddafi faces fresh allegations of abuses from the chief prosecutor of the International Criminal Court. This time, that his forces have used rape as a weapon of war. Rapes in Libya were not normally the normal tactic to attack uh, alleged dissidents. Uh, but now we are confirming that the, we have information confirming there was a policy to rape in Libya those who were against the government. Okay, so let me just read you the conclusion of sexual abuse in this very report. This guy, this... This douchebag is citing. The commission received but was unable to verify individual accounts of rape. However, the commission notes there was sufficient information received to justify further investigation to ascertain the extent of sexual violence, including whether cases were linked to incitement by the commander of either side. It is evident that the reports of the rapes have had a major psychological and social impact and have spread fear among the population. Given that accounts given accounts that rape was committed as part of a policy to spread such fear, further investigation would be warranted. In other words, inconclusive, certainly not what this guy just said. Uh, his policy, Gaddafi, you know, made his troops go out and rape. So they are trying. So they are desperately trying to use this whole rape and Viagra thing to justify going in and bombing people, bombing a sovereign nation without with a lie. I mean, <laughs> with a lie. Oh, you're so stunned. Well, no, <laughs> they it- lied. <laughs> Yeah, when people get... they lie. Yeah, well, when... Yes, yes. (laughs) John, give me a break here. I'm reading the actual report. These people, the douchebag of the... the No, we do on this show. (sighs) Why has this one got you more upset than... I'll tell you you why. Other 1,000... I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because what do we then have to do? And this even got Mickey. And and Miss Mickey is, is on the ball. And we almost... We almost had an argument about this, although I thwarted it in my Good usual man. manner. I was just like, shut up, Curry, shut up. Just just go about your shut business. Up, you idiot. Can I pour you some tea, darling? <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, yeah, this is not working. You know, we got the rape thing, the Viagra thing. You know, Curry and Dvorak are laughing at us. Get CNN on the ball. Call Wolf Blitzer. 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 We need to report. A rocket attack in Misrata, Libya. A house all but destroyed. A story all too common in Libya. I'm sorry, Don Lemon. Your civil war. 
but there's a face of the story now. We really want you to see. A face. There's a face to the story. So we don't have any actual proof of any crimes of slaughter and, and, and cutting people's heads off or we had to go and bomb them and throw predator drones, but we have a face. We have a face, and Don Lemon will bring you the face and listen to the tone of his voice. The face of a five-year-old girl whose brother and sister were killed in the blast. Uh, she survived, uh, but lost her right leg. Oh, no. I want you now to watch this from our Sarah Seidner. I want you now to watch it. This is, this is the face of Libya. <laughs> Five-year-old Malek is cranky. She just woke up from an afternoon nap. I used to be able to play and run around, she says. <laughs> But now my leg's been shot off. For Malek, life will never be the same again. At the height of the siege of Misrata, a rocket almost certainly fired by... Almost certainly fired. Almost certainly fired. This is the reporting we're getting. Almost certain. They don't know anything. This uh, yeah. This is a bogus... And, and, and little kids... That are damaged in these war zones don't make these. They don't. They don't lament the stuff like that. They just. They're just sad. Of course, and so it's a heart wrenching, gut wrenching. You know, tear your guts out through your throat. Yeah, story. it's just done by a PR company. Oh my god! And you just sit there like, uh, and and it got Mickey right. And I'm like, honey, it's a PR job. They can't convince us any other way, and so we have to get a small child who, of course, it, this is horrible. But it's like, have we seen this of the million Iraqis? Here's Abdul. He used to live in Baghdad until his head got blown off. No, we didn't see that one, did we? I don't remember those reports. Oh, here's Colonel so-and-so, proud U.S. Marine, who got his head blown off and didn't come home to his kids. CNN, Don Lemon... Don Lemon, Don Lemon, douchebag. Don Lemon, you are a douchebag for even working there. You're all douchebags. So it, it, yeah, it really, really irked me that that's what they have. To, that's what they're resorting to. So now CNN is just doing the whole Pentagon propaganda. And well, it's, actually, this is all. It seems to be. I think this war has been taken over by MI6 or the Brits. Because that's why they're making these kind of huge blunders like that BBC report. That That's way off the mark when you have the report in front of you and it's completely contradictory. This doesn't sound like our guys. Well, but I don't care about any of that. We know, you know what's actually great? Uh, Dr. Ron Paul, uh, who's on the, the CNN Express, everybody. Of course, Monday we have the big Republican debate, which does not include Gary Johnson, unfortunately. Uh, and he gets asked about this. And Ron, Ron Paul, you got to love Ron Paul because he says exactly the way it is. The president is absolutely wrong. And you don't even need the war powers resolution because the Constitution is enough. And he, he can't go to war without permission from the, cons, uh, from, from the Congress. So uh, the war powers resolution was meant to put some restraints on the president. And technically, I'm not all that excited about the war powers resolution, believing the Constitution would be enough. But it is a real insult to the American people. It's an insult to Congress for him to say, I don't even need to tell you. All I need to do is get a U.N. resolution and then use the force through, the, through NATO. NATO was set up to fight and, and stand up against the communists. So they're searching for a mission. Instead of now defending Europe, they're starting wars. Uh, <laughs> you know, on so. on the bigger question, do you think the administration's goal and the policy of the United States should be regime change in Libya? 
Absolutely not. It's, it's none of our business. We ought to just stay out of none it. None of our business. None of our business. We don't need to be in there. That's a commercial business going over there. And that's why the, the British have commercial interests. The British uh, and the French have commercial interests. And, and I'm sure we do, too. We've been doing business with Gaddafi for the past five years. And, uh, and now the oil is over in the east. That's where the rebels are. And I understand that there's very likely some... Uh, uh, some Al Qaeda there, so we're probably inadvertently and uh, getting involved in something that is going to have blowback and a consequence. Already, we have the consequences costing way too much money. We don't have any money. If we're getting involved there, and it's not going to be in our self-interest. This is detrimental. Do you worry at all? There you go. I love Dr. Ron Paul. No, is it, he going to be in the debate on Monday? Yes, he is in the debate. It's none of our business. Commercial business. <laughs> the Chinese were there. They were like weaseling in on our business. So we went in there and took over. Hey, 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 Chinaman. I think the point he really likes to he makes to which is important to note is that NATO. Yes. When did NATO begin uh, becoming an aggressive <laughs> organization that starts wars? Well, we because uh, they're the army of the United defend, Nations. He's right. NATO is set up to defend Europe against an onslaught from some from somebody attacking it. It. But instead, yeah, they, we're they, starting uh, it. We're starting it. <laughs> we're atta- you know we're creating a supposed no fly zone. I've never seen so many bombs dropped on it in a no fly zone situation. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so oh, we got well, we got boots on the ground. I mean, sorry, consultants on the ground. Uh, so I will wrap. So you're up. just basically annoyed by the fact that they exploited this little girl. Uh, well, not only that, but I I can read, and it's insulting to me when I read the report. It's linked in the show notes at three one two dot nashownotes dot com. Uh, it's linked right there. You can read through it yourself, and you can go like, huh? And everywhere it's like alleged, asserted, unconfirmed. It's like, and the, and the, you know the human rights committee. They don't want to get caught with their pants down, so to speak. They don't want to lie. So they're, they're just like putting in all kinds of fancy, not even fancy language. It's language I, a high school graduate, can understand. It's like, okay, so you have nothing. You certainly don't have, I don't have any of the clips, but uh, our, our president now saying, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go in immediately. We have to stop all of this. We have to stop because it's slaughter. He's killing everybody. And we have no proof. There's no proof. Inconclusive evidence. Now, before we go to our break, John, I just want to finish up the Arab Spring, if I may. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, of course, uh, I had my bets on Syria being next. It could go, it could have gone either way. Either we're going we to go. Do a, we should have had a pool bet. We should have had a pool bet because it could be Yemen or Syria. And even though we're bombing uh, Yemen, you know, we're doing a good job. Predator drones, hey, hellfire, everybody. Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda, predator drones. Another war that would just, I don't know, I don't know, Al-Qaeda, war, predator drones. Syria seems to be on deck. And uh, a uh, the Secretary of State came out with, uh, that would be Hillary Lucifer, lesbian Clinton, came out with a statement. Uh, the president came out with a statement. Syria, you got to stop. This has got to stop. And, of course, we want, it's the same script as Libya, the exact same script. Uh, what do we have now? Well, Shep over there at Fox News can tell us all about all the dangerous things that are taking place of which we have no actual eyewitness reports or video. There is breaking news now on Fox News Channel, and we're getting word that for the first time, Helicopter gunships from the Syrian government are now firing machine guns at crowds of anti-government protesters there. We're told this is the first use of any air power as the Syrian government works to quash the rebellion in that country. 
Of course, we do have people there. Now, but he, we don't have a video. Human rights group reports no one was killed by the assault. <laughs> oh, no one was killed. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> let, me get, let, let, let me get this straight. <coughs> you have a mob of people, God knows, a million, and you have a machine gun. Five, 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 five gun, machine gun guns. Ships. And you fire on the crowd and nobody gets killed? I can't. I missed. How does that work? Well, you, these guys are not the best shot. No one was killed. And, of course, we don't have any video. We have people on the ground, but no one on the phone. If you take a machine gun, <laughs> one machine gun, and fire it into a, into a <coughs> limitless crowd, whereas they drop in the front, it's the like ones in fish the in a barrel. Shot. Fish in you, a barrel. Fish in a barrel. You'd kill hundreds. All right. So where is all this misinformation coming from? And this will be. And then I'm getting off the air of spring. We're going to talk about other things. But this proves the point. We have... Uh, Jerry Paxman, who I like a lot, actually, he's uh, one of the big anchors of uh, BBC. Uh, and he does the night, the night, the Nightline Nightly News, Night Week or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's he's MK Ultra, but I like the guy, you know. And so, apparently, there was this gay female Syrian blogger, okay, and um, she was openly gay against all. I mean, you, for a woman, she's blogging, she's openly gay. And then all of, I don't know if you followed the story. Seems John. odd. Mm -hmm. Then she was like kidnapped, you know, no. the, kidnapped and taken and you know, beaten. What? Horrible! Everyone's reporting on this. So in the studio, they have two people. They have uh, the woman whose picture was used for this apparent gay female blogger who was just sitting in England, going, "What? Hey, that's me. I'm not gay. I'm not blogging. I'm not in Syria." <laughs> And then they have a a London-based Syrian blogger, which is even better. Like, they're so blatant now. We're not even going to pay guys to sit in Syria and pretend. We're just going to have them in London and have them pretend. Listen to the conversation. Listen to which she's a little boring, but I just want to play it all. I won't interrupt it. And then listen to what he says, because that just, that just, it's a techno expert from beginning to end. Same script, using Twitter and blogs and social media to make you believe that all these atrocities are taking place. This is Amina Abullah's blog. blog. A gay girl in Damascus is a young woman's account of life in Syria. The blog which brought Amina to international prominence contains details about her sexuality and open criticism of the Assad regime. But this week it appeared the authorities had finally had enough. After what seems to have been her arrest on Monday, a campaign was launched. Photos of Amina were relayed around the world. But they weren't photos of Amina. They were, as might be wise in a police state, proxy shots. Images she had been using all along to hide her real identity. But they were pictures of someone. And that someone is Jelena Lecic, a woman from London. What has happened to Amina has also had profound implications for her as well. And here with me is Yelena Lecic and the British-based Syrian blogger Mahmoud Hamad. You are confident that this woman whose face appears on the blog of the gay girl in Damascus is you? Yes, this is absolutely my... Uh, by the way, it's her. And, and by the way, if I was to cast a, an awesome, interesting, hot-looking gay lesbian blogger from Syria, bing, she'd be the one. Her picture has been taken last year in Paris. So you know where this picture came from? Yes. How does it then come to decorate a blog allegedly coming out of Damascus? 
I don't know. I absolutely don't know. I saw my picture on a Guardian online story and there was my picture published and before, before I know it, it was everywhere. Um, um, Guardian was the main credible media and uh, I was very upset to see my picture because obviously I mean, I I'm not a media. Yeah, no, but yes. you're not just in this country, you're all, all over the world. Yes, yeah. It's What's been, that like? Uh, it's been, um, it's been very upsetting. Had this picture <coughs> been posted by you or one of your friends? Apparently, um, the picture's been taken from my Facebook account. Um, <laughs> and, uh, by the way, that's the way they spin the story. Is like, beware when you upload your pictures. It might be used in Syria or by <laughs> the, the State Department. Amina Abdullah's got a, a blog and um, there's about thousands of followers and supporters uh, obviously campaigning for Amina to be freed and <laughs> apart from this picture there's a couple of other pictures used and I have no clue I never met Amina I'm not part of her blog I'm not friends with her now here it comes um, it's absolutely astonishing they um, somebody's been using my pictures and obviously campaigning with my face on it Mahmoud how about are you sure that this woman, gay girl in Damascus, actually exists? Well, I, could, I couldn't tell you that for sure. Um, <laughs> my, I, don't, I don't know of anyone who has spoken to her in person, to be honest. Uh, all our communications was uh, through emails. She's not. She's at the State Department. She's one of Hillary Clinton, Lucifer Clinton's techno-experts. Hey, Andy Carvin! Andy Carvin! Genius at NPR! How you doing with that retweet campaign, boy? I just got to pick on him. So there you go. That to me is conclusive evidence. Well, I don't know how conclusive it is, but it's damn good evidence. Well, to me, it's conclusive. Well, it's conclusive to me, too. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Right, take it from Paul and John. Okay, so we have uh, we got the new uh, spreadsheet in with the unconcatenated uh, uh, comments. So I do have to go back to Eridarian or Black Knight and read the final. Wait, can you just up. read that for a second? Well, I have to then get it from the other computer. I want to read along. So you start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, he just talked about how the tank of gas is about two hundred twenty bucks on the, on the van, uh, and he says, "If you find yourself in Orange County, California, please feel welcome to stop by. My wife is Lebanese. We should be able to get some stuff from some ideas from her, and is an awesome cook. She's agreed to make you an authentic Lebanese dinner. And I'm John. It also has a standing invitation. Keep up the good work. Come uh, back. Please play trains, good planes, bad for his daughter Grace." She walks around the house singing it to herself all the time. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. Woo-hoo! There you go, Gracie. So, uh, Justin uh, Seitz, 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 S-E-I-T-Z in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Last name is the Long I Silent E Seitz. Seitz. <laughs> well done. Yeah, he got it eventually. Seitz. Justin Seitz, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Good, beautiful place. By the way, people always think of Pittsburgh as kind of an industrial, grimy place. It's really actually quite pretty. No, it is. I used to go there they all got the time. A billion bridges. It's just the damnedest thing. Um, 
Any $111.11 for special karma plus a 3410 for the PI club. Would like a de-douching and karma for my search for a better paint job. I'm sorry, that was me. I douche I douched myself. So it's the it's the PI club for 314, which is coming up as well. Okay, double shot for you. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Not quite as good as the one, uh, the last show. No, I'm working on it. Double nickels on the dime and mothership boarding pass payment will be on the way next. Ryan Miller Photography in Whittier, California. One, two, three, four, five. I love the show. Must donate. Please plug my Facebook group status of substance dedicated to sharing and discussing the news hushed by the mainstream media. Well, that sounds like a good group. Join. Yeah, you better move that over to something else because it'll be <laughs> hushed off of Facebook. Yeah, probably eventually. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. Beth Amon in Emeryville, California. Hey, John and Adam. I'd love to give a birthday shout-out to my fiancé, Joe, longtime listener of the show. He's turning 25 on June 12th. I wish him heaps of karma on a special day. We're both looking forward to the Gitmo Nation road trip and hope to see you soon in the Bay Area. Yeah, he's on the list. Whoever gets out here. Michael Bowling, or Bowling, in Watsonville, California, Bowling, I believe. Bowling. One eleven eleven. You were so close, but still got Dvorak. My last name is pronounced like the game bowling, which I did say. <laughs> got Didn't Dvor- I say bowling, 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 bowling? I said both ways. He got you. Got you, Dvorak, him, boy. <laughs> Dvorak, him. <laughs> Get Dvorak. You know, I was, I prided myself with my ability to pronounce names. Uh huh. So I had. Do you know how many those, emails I get from Dutch people that just email me regardless? The Dutch people expect listen, those the, crazy the, names. Here's how the Dutch people email me. Hi, Adam. Hail the foot. <laughs> they love it. They they love it so much. You, you're a hit. You could be the next prime minister of the Netherlands. No problem. Hail we'll make foot. you king. So, so I King Dvorak of Holland of Holland. <laughs> so I had to make a donation to hear it right. Bowling, 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 bowling. Michael Bowling, there. I have uh, also had this need some karma. I think donate to his girlfriend Laura's having trouble with her new job. Keep up the good work and keep sifting through the BS. All right, for your girlfriend Laura, absolutely. You've got karma. You know, I I'll do the. I got two karma stories, but I'll do that after the thing. Peter J. Boyle in San Francisco, California, one eleven eleven, in the morning from the highest point in Gitmo Nation, Knob Hill. Huh? Hey, I'm waving. Please <laughs> propagate the formula, even though I've been a boner, not a boner for a long time. Friends, uh, friends, I've hit in the mouth. Be- Become producers before me, aka Benjamin Nadius. It's kind of hard to donate when you have a 30k in student loans. There it's you become, go. It's a theme. It's a theme. No, but here it is. And, Here's someone who is. I don't think he has a job. He has thirty thousand dollars in student loans and is supporting the show. That that is a true American. I know the people in India, in particular, should take note. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. In kind, it's kind hello, of hard everybody. To Wind up anyways. Uh, he's wind up working in retail after college for three years before getting a real job. And now that I make money, they garnish seven hundred a month. I just moved to San Francisco from New York via big technology company. I'd like to thank John C for getting me into the show, and Adam for keeping me listening. Well, thank you very much. John's the bait, and yeah, I'm the meal. I'm the I'm the juicy the juicy steak. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me give him a let me give him a little car extra karma for that one. Yeah, thank you. You've got karma. And uh, we have a birthday. You have to put it on the list. You didn't, it's not on the list, but he wants to wish his beautiful dame, oh, dame Caroline Hochberg, a happy twenty fourth. Put it on the list. Uh, needs a de douching, and would like to call out my friend Paul Barbetta. 
as a douchebag. Okay, hold on. Who do, do douchebag first? Douchebag. Yes, for Paul. And then he needs a de-douching. Uh, and, and a double shot or just de-douching? Just a de-douching. I'm trying to catch up. Dame Caroline Hawksbergen, was that who's... Hawksberg, uh? H-O-C-H-Berg, B-E-R-G. Hawksberg, okay. Dame, Dame Caroline Hawk. Hawksburg? Well, he's just a beautiful dame. He doesn't oh, have a capital a D, so I don't know if it's... I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, Thomas Hawk. Nussbaum. Sir Thomas Nussbaum to you. Yes. Virginia Beach, Virginia, 111. Uh, he's the number six for Nicole and her birthday today. We got that on there. Please give a triple of... Okay, can you do this? You have a MILF, a Hot Pockets, and in the morning. Uh, wait, a MILF, a, a Hot, hot pockets, pockets, and in the morning. I can certainly try. It's uh, it's not always easy. MILF. That's one mother I'd like to... Well, that was a one, two, three. Uh, anonymous in Kyoto. Uh, please keep the tone as anonymous. No name, no location. Well, we got the Kyoto. Or, uh, <laughs> what difference does it make? Uh, this, oh, it says anonymous from Kyoto is okay. Thanks. <laughs> keep up the great stuff and blah, blah, blah. Say hi to the shill. Hey, shill. $100 from anonymous. Uh, da- Daniel Scott in Dallas, Texas. Double nickels on the dime. Hi, John and Adam. I'm a monthly contributor, but I need some extra karma for a new job I've applied for in South Korea. Wish him luck. Uh, one of the final candidates there for the job. Absolutely. Here you go. You've got karma. And South Korea has to be a lot of fun. We'll get some information from him if he gets there. Sir Craig, Greg Stone, Rapid City, South Dakota. Double nickels on the dime. He sent us an email. Stephen Anto in Toledo, Ohio in the morning looking for a government, uh, working for the government, the AmeriCorps, which is a temporary service that's ending soon. I'm eagerly to try to find a new employment. My Beautiful fiance Amanda Ramirez, also a listener, is on the job hunt as well. And we could each use some karma. I'll say now I don't tend to believe in American karma. Uh, and he has some reason for that. But I do believe in hyper signals. And I'm willing to dig deep in desperation. Anyway, give him a karma. Yeah, well, open up your heart, my friend. here, And open your chakras. You've got karma. And he's requesting a take your medicine jingle sometime during the show. Um, well, George, well, I want to do it now. I might as well. Get it. And then we have a birthday call out. Another one that's not listed because it came in on the in the mail from Jeff Briggs in uh, Cumming, Georgia. Uh, he needs to wish his son, Joe Briggs, a happy birthday. He's a recent graduate, and I know he'll be a future knight. Double nickels on the dime uh, from an underworked uh, real estate agent. Also, first-time donor. <laughs> yeah, so what, what a yeah, yeah, I bet you are. And then that's uh, just three fifty-dollar donations from George Scanlon, Carpentersville, uh, Sir Mike Westerfield, and Tristan Wilson Kerrigan in Padbury, Western Australia. We want to thank everybody and everyone else who donated even lesser amounts uh, to the show because every bit helps, and we really appreciate the support for this show today. And it's just a couple people uh, who I know want a little bit of help who didn't quite make the fifty. Uh, uh, Shana Williams, uh, her 40th birthday is uh, this coming uh, Sunday, and she wanted a uh, she made a forty dollar donation, I guess, for her birthday, and she wanted a MILF Karma combo shout out. So uh, MILF, that's one mother I like to. You've got karma, and I then, think she wants the birthday for next week because that is the nineteenth. Oh well, uh, in the morning, heroes hail the foot, says Lexi. Horstenegger rhymes with 
Been a long time boner from Hofdorp, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, but finally became a donor by subscribing to the $11.11 a month plan. Uh, I've been in search of a job since January this year. Finally managed to get through the first two recruitment rounds with a potential new employer in Gitmo City Useless Glass Pyramid, which is Paris. However, they are now in the process of deciding who to hire, and I do feel I will need some karma to become the chosen slave. This coming Wednesday is D-Day, so if you could, please, I know I'm not at the right amount, karma me up on Sunday, that'd be great. If I end up getting the job, or any other job, I will pretty much instantly be able to free up more funds to support your awesome work, and I want one of those fancy night rings. So we'll call this an investment, uh, karma. You've got karma. Sometimes you just got to do that. It does, it does seem to work for some reason. Well, whatever works, the way I see it. Yeah. So uh, we highly appreciate everyone supporting this show. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't play commercials. You probably noticed that, maybe. Uh, we don't uh, let ourselves be interrupted like our national treasure. We you know, and another thing, when we, even when we do this break and we talk, we thank people for giving us specific, some, uh, specific amounts of money, we actually, it's, it, it, it's incorporated in the show in an entertaining way that actually brings, you know, we have more information. There's stuff in these notes and people tell us stuff that's kind of cool. So it's not, yeah. it's not, a, it's not just a big plug. No, it's a learning experience. We, we learn uh, about children from other lands and we make up entire new languages, which is great. <laughs> hail the foot. Hello, everybody. Hail the foot. Wouldn't it be crazy if the president came out? You should record that one. Hello, everybody. Hail the foot. Live the American dream of just getting by. Hail the foot. (laughs) (laughs) You carried that pretty well. I'm working on it. I say in six months, you'll you'll nail it. Mickey says, if you just took one day. I'm like, which day would that be? That's true. You know, if you actually sat down with a recorder and you had some of his speeches and you worked like a professional comic would do. Yeah, you probably could get it. That's why those guys are all on Zoloft. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Hey, uh, so we appreciate that. Of course, our executive producers. We do have the Pie Club coming up 314. That'll be in uh, two episodes from now. The 333 Club is on its way. Uh, this is a magical year. Um, if you take the age of your uh, that you have become or will become this year. Uh, and add that uh, to the last two digits of the year you were born in. You uh, probably might come up with something like 111 if you do. Uh, we have several plans for you there. You can find it all at Dvorak.org slash N-A. And, of course, if you work towards your knighthood, we've got these fantastic rings. comes in a nice velour presentation box. Uh, it's in a mirror script, so you, and you hit someone in the mouth. Uh, it leaves an imprint of In the Morning, No Agenda Podcast. Uh, we'll have pictures of it up pretty soon. Uh, but we also give you some sealing wax to practice so you can see what the indentation will look like and uh, and a certification uh, of your official knighthood. And uh, we have uh, – oh, actually, you might as well uh, draw your blade, John, if you can you uh, get it out for there for a second. There, yeah, there you go. Ugh. Norman McDonough, step forward, my friend. Soon, the UPS man will be showing up at your doorstep. <laughs> I sound like a game show. <laughs> and he will bring you a trip to the Bahamas. No, actually, it'll be the coveted night ring because you have now supported the No Agenda podcast show in excess of $1,000. Therefore, we proudly pronounce thee, Sir Norman McDonough, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Your ring is on the way. Have a seat at the roundtable. Enjoy your hookers and blow or rent boys and chardonnay as you choose. And I'm looking forward to many, many, many more nights. It's going to be great. Um, also, thanks everyone who's uh, been sending Miss Mickey emails. We have about 80 
invitations now across Gitmo Nation uh, for the uh, Hot Pockets 2008 tour. And you can find it at hotpockets2008.com. Uh, we've already posted our first route in KML. So uh, there's all kinds of stuff we can do, and uh, we can still use some design there. Uh, also, uh, I forgot to mention uh, domains.nashownotes.com need some design help. So if, you could, uh, if you're any good at CSS, we could use some help there. And, of course, uh, uh, episode 312, uh, once it's all posted, you can design the entire website, which is 312.nashownotes.com if you are any good at CSS. Which, John, I don't understand CSS. That's like that's like mumbo jumbo to me. It's actually not that hard. Well, then why don't you do a nice design? Because I'm not that I'm not a designer. I'm yeah, not, I'm exactly. mediocre. But I, I, I can use it. But to, 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 to actually use it where it actually looks great, it takes somebody that does it all the time. Can you just say you're mediocre again? What? <laughs> just say I'm mediocre. No. You don't want me to use it for the opening, do you? Dvorak.org slash NA is where you can uh, go to uh, show your support for the program or channel Dvorak.com slash NA or the uh, fine looking noagendanation.com. Dvorak.org slash NA. Actually, turned out to be quite a list. We've got uh, Guava Tools saying happy birthday to his twins, Elliot and Elise Bonin. And they be donin. They turn two. Uh, they turn two on the ninth, so I guess they already turned two. Beth Amon says happy birthday to her fiance Joe. He turns twenty-five on the twelfth. That's tomorrow. Thomas Nussbaum, as in Nicole's birthday is today. So happy birthday from Thomas. Uh, also happy birthday to Joe Briggs, and happy birthday to Caroline Huckberg uh, from all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I want to thank everybody. Now, uh, I've got a new feature I want to introduce to the show. Oh, I always love a new feature because that usually requires a jingle. And what it is is I, I, I've decided after listening to the Hummer, the new executive <laughs> editor of the New York Times, I've taken out a subscription to the New York Times, and I'm going to have Wait, to... Wait, it's worked! I'm going to have... I want to watch it. I want to watch. Uh-huh. And so uh, the Sunday New York Times is different than the rest of the week. And this is the number, one of the pr- biggest publications in the world. And it goes out to every, people. A lot of people just subscribe to the Sunday Only New York Times. Only the Sunday. Yeah, sure. I am going to deconstruct the front page of the Sunday New York Times. and Because all the messages that they're trying to get to the, from the Ministry of Truth are on the Sunday New from York Times. From the whole week, right? They sum it all up. Well, actually, it's, 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 to me, it's a lot different, the, the Sunday New York Times front page. And the messaging is much more blatant. There's one, two, three, four, five, six stories, basically, all you have to deal with. And a, a giant photo, which has nothing to do with anything. But this photo is kind of interesting because besides being a blatant plug for Apple computing, uh. it's kind of a crock of shit picture. It's a guy leaning over, a guy, a guy in, let me just read you the, the Thing. It says, volunteers have built a wireless internet around Jalalabad, Afghanistan, from <laughs> off-the-shelf electronics and ordinary materials. Right, like uh, like transistor radios. So you've got to get, some <laughs> people have got to get this just to cut this photo out. It's a guy hunched over a, a MacBook, talking on a walkie-talkie, and a little kid standing next to him with a pair of high... High wait, end wait, wait, binoculars with a, with a coat hanger. Tell me, there's no, he's a coat got binoculars hanger. Binoculars, and he's looking out for the bad guys. I guess I have no idea. <laughs> hello, Muhammad. Can you receive my Wi-Fi? Hello, hello, Muhammad. Can you receive my Wi-Fi? So uh, wait a minute. Maybe maybe that picture is uh, on the website. 
it's the stupidest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. And the big Apple logo as a payback because the New York Times are stooges for Apple. Yeah, you think? And uh, so anyway, so now we have so that's the, the joke of it. Then we have these. You can kind of figure out why are these stories being run, and, and this is the emphasis points that are going to come up in the upcoming election. Uh, and I'll just read the headline. So Molly's. Oh, I see the it. picture. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, hold on a second. I'm getting an ad. And go away. Oh, the kid is like on the lookout, and he's like, he's got his his MacBook, and he's got like a an IKEA plastic uh, rack, and he's sitting on rubble. Is in rubble outside, <laughs> and he's on. A, I see a Wi-Fi signal. Didn't get out of bed. Hello, off the shelf ordinary electronics desks. Wow, and it's a brand. It's like. So he's in a rubble, brand new, brand new not, a scratch, a scratch not a scratch on it. I'm loving the new, uh, a lion is rocking. OSX lion rocks. <laughs> oh, wow. How convenient that they release uh, OSX lion and uh, and he's running it. Unbelievable. Wow. Anyway, so that picture, you have to put a link to the show notes because people just have to see this because it's hilarious. That is very funny. Anyway, Somalis kill man behind bombings of U.S. embassies. Al-Qaeda leader shot. This is a story that we don't know any who, who this you know, Supposedly, I don't know how they knew who this guy was and how they killed him. This is Obama's, the meme that Obama kills terrorists that George Bush couldn't kill. This is just something that can be used in the, in the future election. Obama's tough on terrorists and he's killing them yeah, as yeah. opposed to Bush who couldn't kill any of them. Right. So that's a meme. And then the other one on the other side of the that's a top headline, by the way. U.S. underwrites Internet detour around censors and it's about aiding dissidents abroad. We're trying to this is interesting because we're trying to censor our own Internet here in the U.S. of A. And they're we're bragging about how we're trying to uncensor everybody else's Afghan Taliban seed ground in the south. But fears linger. This is one of those pro let's stay in uh, Afghanistan stories. Wiener agrees to get treatment as calls for resignation intent. More of the pressure to get rid of this guy. I need treatment. I'm telling you, there's something behind that. And then we get the last two, which is too big to fail or too trifling for oversight, which is trying to push the agenda of of more regulations. Uh, And and then the kicker, the one that I think, which is below the fold, but I think it's got the other photo, a photo of a mean-looking German shepherd being held by some blonde chick going after some guy. And in the background is a mansion, and the headline says, for the executive with everything, a $230,000 dog to protect. (laughs) it which is sending the message that the rich are are so they need to be taxed to death because there are a bunch of creeps and this this picture with a woman and the holding the leash you know this dog is up in his back legs scowling at this guy holding a you know something to be bitten and it's like you okay the rich have gone too far they got 230 they've spent two hundred thirty thousand dollars on a dog and then they bitch about being taxed extra and paying their fair share and that's what the message is in the new york times this sunday it's all uh it's all clear to me oh we need a uh we need a, a title for this uh for this little segment on the Sunday Times. Humming so got, the Times with John C. Dvorak. Hum. The Sunday Times specifically. The rest of the week, they're, they're, there's a real mixed bag of front pages I'm noticing. And I'm looking at them, all of them. And uh, I figure, you know, this is the messaging system uh, that's... that's Of the elite. Of the elite. Uh, of the elite nationally. 
Mm-hmm. It's the only paper that shows up everywhere. And uh, it's got, you know, the message are, are very clear. To be, I, I like it. No, to I like it. You know, uh, even if we weren't doing this show, I'd probably call you up on Sundays and say, John, just tell me what's on the Sunday Times. Come on, tell me. But the, <laughs> but the picture of the kid with the binoculars and the guy with the MacBook is priceless. That's a beauty. By it's the a way, Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, it is. Written all over By the way, John Markoff story. John Markoff. I think he's a shill. Did Markov do that story? Yeah, James Glanz, G-L-A-N-Z, and John oh, yeah. Markov. Well, this is the U.S. underwriting. Okay, the internet. Yeah, well, it's not as though anyone's over there. So who took this picture? <laughs> Ap- Markov. Phil Schiller of Apple took the picture. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil Schiller. Here's your MacBook. <laughs> set it up. Like We'll show you how to set it up. Here, let me just install and Lion. The actually on the, he's actually on the walkie-talkie with Schiller saying, hey, this thing won't boot. It's like, well, hey, I thought you said it would be in the App Store already. I, <laughs> <laughs> was it just, I was so underwhelmed by the WWDC keynote. Did you see that? No, you didn't watch it, did you? I did. I watched it and wrote a whole column on it. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you say? I said that it was nothing revolutionary. I think I, I had the theory that that Jobs actually probably wanted to show off that new building that they're gonna that Apple wants to build in Cupertino because that would have been a nice kicker to the keynote. Right. But then somebody advised him. I'm guessing. Don't you can't do this until we talk to the city council because they're right. going to get they're going to get all about irked it. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. assuming that you already got the permissions, and so the next day he went to the city council, and it's on the YouTube, and he and he and he talked to the city council about building this building, and that I'm absolutely convinced that he wanted to do it at the uh, keynote, but then it, it, somebody screwed up. So because there was nothing at that keynote of no, I was like, well, really, uh, gestures. Yeah. I got a gesture for you. Here, here's my gesture. <laughs> it's like okay, and poor Steve, man, he's so out of breath. You know, he he can only do a couple things, and he has to bring up Schiller, and then Schiller has to bring up a guy who can actually demo the stuff, some drone. You know, it was, <sighs> nah, but it, just the features. I was like, okay, oh, wow. yeah, it wasn't much yeah. of a, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. normal. It's one of the first times that they've ever done a WWDC or any Mac event where the stock went down. Oh, really? See, I don't track that. Now, did you write this for Market Watch? No, yeah. Because okay, no, I was, wait. I was yeah. reading uh, Market Watch, I and because uh, I you know, I figure if if JCD is writing for Market Watch, you know it's worth reading. I subscribe to the RSS feeds. Uh, Robert Powell, you know him? Yeah. Was he any good? Yeah, he's okay. Okay, he's uh, so he wrote headline. Many of us won't be able to retire until our eighties. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. He nailed it. <laughs> Which is, is like five years away from him, for him apparently, just looking at his picture. He needs to do a little work on the PR there. But uh, it's even worse for low-income workers, according to Jack Vanderhei, one of the co-authors of a study, The Impact of Deferring Retirement Age on Retirement Income Adequacy. Uh, the Those who earn an average uh, less than $11,700 a year the lowest income quartile would need to defer retirement until age 84. <laughs> what kind of retirement is that? Every, here's a retirement watch. Boom, Boom I'm dead. <laughs> wow. You got one year. I could retire. I got enough money to live one year. So let me see. Where am I? Uh, 72 of a ch- the American dream. <laughs> this is it. This is your American dream. Those who earn between 31. Thousand two hundred and seventy-two and a half thousand will need to work to age seventy-two to have a fifty percent chance of retiring. Sixty-five 
And those who earn more than $72,500, that's the highest income quartile, catch a break. They get to stop working at age 65 to have a 50-50% chance of funding their retirement. Eh, that's your American By dream. By selling everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's called the reverse mortgage. Hey, I got another garage sale this weekend. I can live another week. <laughs> We laugh, but we only laugh because well, we, we laugh we, as we cry. We laugh at funerals too. So the the World Bank uh, and IMF were in the news in very interesting ways, uh, and this came out uh, right uh, on right after we published uh, the last show on Thursday. Um, there was a, and it was a, a AP report, I believe, Reuters or AP, that said, uh, oh. Exclusive. We've got an exclusive for you, ladies and gentlemen. Former first lady and one-time political rival to President Barack Obama quickly became one of the most influential members of the cabinet. She began to attend her this eight in two thousand nine. Clinton and talks about possible move to World Bank. Hillary Clinton wants the job, said one source who knows the secretary well. A second source also said Clinton wants the position. A third source. See, once you have three sources, then you can publish the article. Said Obama had already expressed support for the change in her role. It is unclear whether Obama has formally agreed to nominate her for the post, which would require approval by the 187 member countries of the World Bank. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney denied the discussions. It's totally wrong, he told Reuters. A spokesman for Clinton, Philippe Reins, denied Clinton wanted the job, had conversation with the White House about it, or would accept it. So what do you think is going on with this, John? Why did this all of a sudden come out? Of course, the World Bank being the uh, yin to the yang for the IMF. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was kind of Very baffled, weird, very weird. For one thing, she's got no experience in that field. I think it was, I think they were actually trying, I think it was a job offer, and then she des- she decided to refuse it. Or you think she was fishing. It could also be a fish. It's one of the two. Yeah. She might have been fishing, but I think it was more of a, because she's, the way she handled it was like, oh, God, I didn't want that. Uh, it's like, you know, we got an out for you. You, you can quit. You know, we, we know you want to quit to run against Yeah, because the she, act, she actually said in her, uh, when she was in France, in the Champs-Élysées drinking cup, café au lait, she said, I, I want to, uh, after this, I want to live a life. I want to be, have dinner. With, she did. I want to have dinner, yeah, know, dinner, dinner with friends. No more yeah. sortes for me. I want my material to be with me at all times and my lovely lesbian lover Huma Abedin at my side. Once we put two heads in the bullet of that shyster, Anthony Wiener. Okay, I'm making it all up. But uh, she did say she wanted to go on vacation forever. And of course, the World Bank is not where you want to be. The IMF is where all the money is at. See, this is the joke, is the, the International Monetary Fund well, that, actually yeah, has but the it's, money. But it's a... It's a, it's a Ponzi scheme kind of thing because I mean you you're just it's like we run the World Bank but IMF has all the power but we actually in we are actually running the IMF uh-huh. in, a, in a sly way uh-huh. you know we tell them what to do well then of course we get this report the IMF is quite a target an organization based in Washington that holds sensitive economic details about many countries. This attack's been described as a very major breach, with claims a foreign government tried to install software inside the IMF and gain access to its files. It's claimed the attack happened over several months, but the IMF says its operations were fully functional and there was no reason to believe that any personal information was sought for the purposes of fraud. 
This is just the latest in a series of high-profile cybersecurity breaches in recent months. In April, the Sony PlayStation Network was shut down after hackers stole personal information from around 100 million accounts. Then in May, US defense company and Pentagon contractor Lockheed Martin said it had come under a significant cyber attack. And now the IMF. This latest incident appears to be more cyber espionage than cyber war, but it is an area of real concern for the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. It is extremely important for us to, uh, to, to do everything we can to confront that threat. We talk about nuclear, we talk about uh, conventional... This is Panetta, by the way. ...warfare. We don't spend enough time talking about the threat of cyber war. So the whole thing is a setup. Oh yeah, the this whole been, thing is a set. We've been calling we, for this. We've been. We t- yeah. brought. I, I don't have it circled, but we on one of the shows about I don't know five or six shows ago, we talked about the hacker meme, and it's coming. It's on strong, and this is the you know every time I see these stories, I go oh, here it comes. And what are they going to do now? By the way, this the idea of them of the attack I think came from a. Uh, just an email that said, you too can win. Click here. <laughs> yeah, take take our Twitter survey. <laughs> they're, trying Twitter to inst- survey. they're trying to install software. They took a Twitter survey and now we have a virus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I, no no personal details. What do you personal details? What, it's, my details aren't at the IMF. They don't have my credit card information at the <laughs> IMF. What do they got? Yeah, they got like... A, so, um, a lot of uh, hacker stories this week in the New yeah, York Times. Yeah, by the way, um, you want to go to podcastlicense.com. Thank you very much, everyone who bought a pod. Well, you didn't buy one. You, by donating $33.33, you can get to it from uh, podcastlicense.com or uh, dvorak.org slash NA. And you will get a podcast license. Uh, and uh, you'll need one uh, very soon. You'll need one. So you might as well get in early. And uh, when you get that knock at the door, it's like, hey, what are you doing, lone wolf? Excuse me, I'm officially licensed to podcast. Oh, well, okay, carry on then. You'll be good. Uh, we also are working on internetlicense.org. We have a few uh, issues in setting that up, but uh, uh, so you'll have a full blown internet license. Because uh, <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> you're going to need it. I already got my license. I have it. I got it from <laughs> Dvorak and Curry. That's right. You're good to go, kid. Yeah, do, you, do you hear the sound of the cuffs clinking on your wrist already? Because that's what's going to happen. But at least you tried. You can just say, oh, well, then I was scammed. I thought I was getting a license. I mean, I also thought... I, really- I can see it now. Dvorak and Curry busted for scamming the public with phony baloney licenses. That's right. And then we'll have really unflattering pictures of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the worst ever. Yeah, like, right, right. They were style pictures. They were known for radicalizing hundreds on the interwebs. (laughs) Note the hundreds. (laughs) Radicalizing hundreds on the internets with their show, with their podcast, and their phony Ponzi scheme, they'll call it. And I can't understand. And they put John Hancock's signature on it. They falsified. They falsified his signature. (laughs) They falsified. Forgery. Forgery. That's right. Forgery. (laughs) We're scammers. Uh, And then Florida came out with something really interesting. Um, By the way, that whole clip that we just did right there will be used in court to get us off. Oh, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it's when they do discovery that clip comes up. I wonder if we can get any uh, illegal help when we need it. Do, we, uh, do you think we have any lawyers? Think we got a lot of lawyers that listen to this. Yeah, show. we do have. Do you think that that would help? Yeah, they could. Well, probably not. No. 
<laughs> probably like, well, well, sorry guys, uh, I, I got a family to feed. I can't be, I can't be dealing with that crap. Uh, so interesting uh, ruling came down in Florida about uh, what constitutes what constitutes a journalist. This is a question that oh yeah, this is this is starting. This is a new meme that's cropping up. Oh I, I'm yeah, just convinced oh, yeah. of it. Oh yeah, you want to talk about it? Because I got. The, you want to hear the clip first, or you want to talk? Play well, the clip. Mm-hmm. Supreme Court of New Jersey makes a major ruling this week. I'm sorry, New Jersey, Florida, New Jersey. I should know better. Saying that a blogger is not a protected journalist. The case involved a blogger from Washington State. Chief Justice Stuart Rabner wrote, to ensure that the privilege does not apply to every self-appointed news person, the New Jersey legislature requires that other means of disseminating news be similar to traditional news sources to qualify for the law's coverage. We do not find that online message boards are similar to the types of news entities listed in the statute. So I, I, thought, I found that very interesting when I heard... Uh I, I have still I have yet to read the actual ruling, but there is a difference between a blog and an online message board. Yes, there is, and it's possible, I, but I'm not sure they know what an online message board is, and, and a blog could be considered one if it was set up a certain way. So uh, was it a blog, or was it just a message board, and then somebody just writing commentary on the message board, which people do, that's what they're for, and if that commentary was perceived as a news item and or claimed as a news item when it wasn't. Uh, so I don't know. I don't like any of this, by the way, because a blogger has the same rights as a newspaper guy. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, how do you uh, how how can you justify what you say there, Mister uh, Doctor Dvorak? By the Constitution, I mean essentially the Bill of Rights gives the a, what I mean, the, the what the Bill of Rights. The, like con- what? And we have the no, Constitution. You've well, heard of it. We don't know about. We don't get taught that in schools. The con- Constitution. So people, you know, a journalist is what they they produce a journal or they do a report or they do reporting and it's like that's all there is to it and it's it's, it's guaranteed by the by the uh, constitution and for all practical purposes you can be a blogger doing it and what's the difference between the new york times website and a blog yeah we, we talk the same way <laughs> we can talk There's like more that. people working at one than the other. That's the only. What is this? Has to be a limited number of people. You have to, they, so a blog like uh, let's say the Huffington Post, which is a blog more than anything, uh, but it has a lot of people working there. So that qualifies because you got a lot of people working there as opposed to a one man blog. So I think we're safe because we have uh, hundreds of producers. We have them working at noagendanewsnetwork.com. It says it right there, newsnetwork.com. Uh, it is the same. T- we do exactly what uh, people, what journalists on television do. We can read prompter. If we had to go into court, we could say, we can do this. Watch. Give me a prompter, and I'll show you how it's done. I think we're safe. You and I personally are safe. We've got hundreds, yeah, well, hundreds I, I of producers. I also have other outlets, which makes it clear that I'm a journalist, uh, even though I'm a writer. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know what, John? We have we we have to talk to uh, an expert. So, uh, luckily, in this news report, we have a real journalist who uh, reads teleprompter, and the real journalist uh, is very concerned about all this. Of course, Judy, you've long raised questions about this whole issue. No, I really have, and it's such a tough issue. And on one hand, I really want as many people covered who are legitimate journalists, who have the right to protect our sources. On the other hand, I think the court it was inevitable that this one was this decision was going to come out as it was because you if you include bloggers and everybody who's using what the judge called a digital soapbox to make <laughs> Hold on. Let me adjust my digital soapbox. 
Now, if they actually take... Who pi- is this? He's Judy. That's she, Judy Miller? I think so. She's That's a, funny. She's got that same kind of whining voice. I didn't notice it before. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, talking like, yeah. you know... Yeah, digital soapbox. Oh, she's yeah. borderline Hummer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? So she's against it? What is this? This is bad. It gets better. Make a point. Then none of us is ever going to be able to protect a source. And that's what's at stake here. So I really think we need a federal shield law. And I think the Jersey decision highlights the need for such a law. What's a federal shield law? Well, that's a law. There's certain states that have the shield law, which means you that if you are, quote unquote, a genuine journalist and you're protecting a source that that contributed to a story and the police or the mob or or the government. I'm sorry, it wouldn't be the mob. The mob would just do it. But the government wants to find out who the source was so they can, you know, bust them as a whistleblower, you know, because we, we hate whistleblowers, apparently, in this country or find who out who it is. That's the leaker in the because it might be somebody in the CIA or the Pentagon. Uh, we have to find out who this is. For the national security, we want you to, you, Mr. Journalist, to tell us who it is now. And the journalist says, no, I'm not telling you. I can protect, I, I have a shield law protecting me from saying these things, from telling you. And there's some states that do have these, that there is no federal shield law at this point. Well, we're also clear on that point because uh, even when our sources ask to be anonymous, we still, we still have to give their names on the air. <laughs> well, that's just because we're careless. <laughs> We're so clear. Uh, by the way, when you send email to me, you can encrypt it. Uh, it does not go to Google. It comes into my house. It's on one drive. If I get the knock at the door, sledgehammers go into that puppy. And that's the only copy. And uh, nothing. And you're safe. And it's it's encrypted with uh, PGP. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, GNU, GNU GP. G, GPG. So we don't have the back door that's in PGP. Uh, so we do try to protect you, but uh, sometimes sometimes we just give you up. <laughs> uh, there's a little bit more to her speech. Other fallout that you see coming from this, negative or positive? Well, it, me, what the problem is is she's talking. Judy's and she's got her own reasons, which I respect for her yeah, own experience yeah, trying to defend yeah, free speech. But yeah, yeah. we're talking about a two tier system now. She's trying to defend free speech. Really He's against it from yeah. the sounds of it. This yeah. guy's wrong. Yeah, well, of course. But, but they, he did, I like he brings out he all he wanted to do is get the point, and he had a, he wanted to get this new term in two tiered system. Yeah, because that's a that's, that's what a it is. meme that is going to be used in the future to create a two tier system. You watch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna have that, and uh, you'll be right on top of that second tier. <laughs> right, that's about it. Where certain people get to be dubbed jer- capital J journalists by whatever oh. standard some judge comes up with, oh, everybody else, no, t- sorry, you, don't, you lose. In in, a, in this new, more egalitarian world, everybody's kind of a journalist, and maybe that's a good thing. All right, we have to take one more break. When we yeah, can- all right, shut up. we got to take a break. we just got to take a break right gotta now. we got to take a break. Let's just kill the conversation yeah, right be now. Quiet. It could have been interesting. Yeah, we got to take a break. Um, now, this is, you know, you can stop tweeting this, because we're going to talk about it right now for just a second. Uh, this did come out a couple weeks ago, and it didn't make it on the show because, let's be honest, there's only so much show we can do before we're spent. <laughs> we're two old guys. We're like, huh, tired. Uh, this is uh, the new state law from Tennessee, which makes posting distressing yeah. images a crime. Yeah. And this, this is of, hilarious. Yeah. This, of course, is the beginning of the harmonization with the Budapest Convention, where you cannot post any pictures that might offend anybody. Uh, they also have another crazy law in Tennessee. You can't share passwords uh, amongst each other to websites. Even like if you have a Netflix password, you can't share that with anyone else. 
Yeah. So uh, what's up with Tennessee? They're obviously the testing ground for these things. They're going to just start running crap through Tennessee. I don't know why. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, but yeah, so if you post a, um, what is the, do we have the actual text of the, uh, it's, it was an amendment actually. Uh, let me see. I don't think we have the actual text. Oh, here, I do have a link. Oh, it's a uh, Google Docs. Uh, anyway, uh, Tennessee Code, Title 39, Chapter 17, Part 3 of its harassment law. This is my English pronunciation. The exact language of the law now reads, A, a person commits an offense who intentionally communicates with another person or transmits or displays an image in a manner in which there is a reasonable expectation that the image will be viewed by the victim by telephone, in writing, or by electronic communication without legitimate purpose. A, with malicious intent to frighten, intimidate, or cause emotional distress... Or how does that work with some of these gags that are on the like internet? Like Goatsy. Had, Goatsy. <laughs> well, Goatsy's not, not, I'm not thinking of Goatsy. I'm thinking about one where you watch the video. Oh, you, you get like, bah! You get that, like, then, yeah, and exactly. And that guy tries to scare you. That, that's now yeah. illegal. You can go to jail in Tennessee. In a manner that the defendant knows or reasonably should know would frighten, intimidate, or cause emotional distress to a similarly situated person of reasonable sensibilities and... As the result of the communication, the person is frightened, intimidated, or emotionally distressed. So basically, you can go, he scared me. Lock him up. So now what happens with people from out of state? Are they going to have extradition for people that have a blog <laughs> in Washington State? Hey, boy, you're a- coming down to Tennessee. And they're going to bring him out. Is, is, is Washington State going to extradite these people? I mean, what's, I guess. this is just. I, it, I wish this would get the court fast and get it over with and get this thing killed. It's stupid. It's a, unconstitutional. It's ridiculous. It's interesting you say, is Washington State going to extradite these people? Uh, who are you thinking about when you say that? <laughs> are you thinking about people that you know in Washington State who yeah, are, who are putting up are weird stuff. posting up weird stuff that might frighten me? And by the way, it, you can Boom. frighten me with just a story. Well, actually, our show is, uh, yeah, it's is frightening. Is, is, it's is our show, no agenda podcast. Now we legal in Tennessee. Well, you got to have a. Uh... The following program is illegal in the state of Tennessee. Well, we could probably do a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. I just did show it. Not... I just did it. I just did it. Well, it has to be at the beginning of the show. I'm going to. As... I'm going to edit that at the beginning of the show. Okay. You do we should. need? Do we need to have more? Is, is that enough? I think that the. Sh- uh, uh, yeah, I think that's enough for now. <laughs> the following program may intimidate or frighten people in the state of Tennessee, and therefore it's illegal and void where prohibited by law elsewhere. That works kind of well, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. You should probably tell them to stop listening. Stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, hey, uh, Trump is doing something great. He's funny. I, I love Trump. So um, he posts a, a video. And by the way, I like Trump even more now when I see his office. It looks like my office. And what I think your office might look like, it's a mess. He's got stacks of papers on the ground. I love that. Makes you wonder. No, this is to me the kind of guy that gets stuff done. (laughs) He's got stacks of paper. And he comes out and he says, he's saying the Republican Party is full of crap. And I like this. (laughs) This is funny. The Republican Party is full of crap. What were they thinking? He's like, it, look, it looks like they're intentionally trying to let Obama win. And then he winds it up. So basically his message is two, uh, two part. One, I wasn't going to and get, uh, you know, get ridiculed by the Republican Party and not, not make a couple million by continuing with my show. 
because I guess he would have to stop doing the show if he if he would run for uh, for president. Uh, and B, it ain't over yet. I am watching very carefully. If the wrong person is nominated, you watch what happens with Donald Trump and what he does. Because we have to beat Obama. This country cannot last any longer with Obama as our president. Life and business is funny. Every time I told NBC no, they kept saying, can we give you more? Will you take more? And by the way, even if you're rich, it's a lot of money. When you have a hit show, it's a lot of money. So I kept saying no, no, no. But ultimately, I don't want to battle against the Republicans' stupidity because it's stupidity, the things that they're doing. And at the same time, tell NBC, I no longer want a hit show. Who gives up a hit show? Nobody. So I had a decision to make, but there's plenty of time left. For the big deal. That's right. The big deal. Mate, that's a new show I think he has uh, with uh, that he has in the wings. The big deal with Donald Trump. Ah, that guy's wearing wearing out his welcome. Oh, he's awesome. Keep keep, I, keep I, going with the YouTube videos, Trump. I like it. So I was listening to O'Reilly, and he had uh, uh, Trump on who who gave a blast to to Weiner. <laughs> pun intended. And it was like. Uh, it was like one of these just offhanded things that, you know, guys say there's, there's like, you know, there's like these code words, especially, you know, kind of uh, upper class and middle class men, because <laughs> we don't like to go into details on people. You just say, you know, he's a good guy right. or he's he's not a good guy. And that's right. all you say. You say, yeah. you, you, what about this guy? What's his name? Fred over here. He's a good, yeah, guy. He's a good guy. And that's all you say. That means he's OK. Yeah. It reminds me of the mob. You know, they have this, you know, he's a friend of mine. He's a friend of ours. Uh-huh. Uh huh dichotomous thing the mob this was brought up in the movie donnie brasco and it's been documented a lot and when you're if you've got a mob pal and he's introducing you to some of his mob buddies if he says to about you he says he's a friend of mine that, that means, means don't mess with him no it means don't trust him to say anything oh if, right if okay you say right. he's a friend of ours oh, that okay. means he's already in on the action you can talk okay oh that's good we need to remember and, that and so trump gives wiener a little side blast it just you can play it, and it's just it's pretty interesting. Reality show showing a campaign and a double dip. Now, I want you to do me. I, I want you to do a humanitarian service. Are you ready to do one? Yes. Can you give Anthony Weiner a membership in the golf club? I mean, uh, the guy needs something. Got to throw well, him a line. Well, he's done. And you have to understand, Bill, I've known him. He's been asking for political contributions from me for years. I've known this guy well for a long time. He is not a good guy. <laughs> And obviously, he's got some serious yeah, okay. psychological problems. So that means problems. no membership, huh? No membership. I'd rather not have him in my clubs no, now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Weiner unfortunately suicided himself this morning with two bullets to the head, a shotgun blast to the chest, then hung himself. Hillary Clinton had no comment. <laughs> Well, anyway, so that was a uh, wasn't wasn't uh, you know these guys begging that's me not, for money. That's not an endorsement, right? It's not there. an endorsement. <laughs> so not, he's out. Yeah, that's sad. Sad. By the way, I did catch a uh, just one last clip from me. Mm-hmm. I did catch a uh, uh, you know it, it, this is what the new journalists need to understand. There's this thing that happens in the media where you. If you're a writer and a writer attacks you, you, you I, I, I'm not advising people to do this, but it's common. You lay in wait for an opportunity to screw with them somehow. I mean, it's just a back and forth. Uh, you know, you is a gr- called a media grudge. Right. You get you get a grudge. You wait. And it's not. 
And sometimes these grudges last a long time, and then they come up out of the blue to as a, as a kind of your uh, you know get back. And the classic media grudge. This is a classic example here. This is O'Reilly doing a payback on a media grudge, and I just like rolled my eyes and said, "How long does memory does this guy have?" Actor Roger Moore played James Bond in seven films, and since then hasn't done very much. He is, however, doing charity work on behalf of children for UNICEF. Children with disabilities are amongst the most vulnerable members of our society. They are at a higher risk of abuse and neglect and of missing out on school and basic health care. Now, we applaud anyone trying to help children in need, but a funny thing happened about 18 years ago. I was trying to raise some money for a school in Harlem devoted huh. to helping children of addicted parents. We contacted Roger Moore's agent because he was working for UNICEF, who said the actor would be happy to help. The school was thrilled. One big problem. Moore did not show up for the event. Pinhead? Yeah. <laughs> 18 years. 18-year grudge. Wow. I loved it. I said, wow, that's unbelievable. So there's three uh, pieces of homework for everybody to watch. Uh, one is this Control-Alt-Bernanke. So Anonymous, the group Anonymous, is is claiming... Uh, all these hacks on uh, on all these institutions, including Sony, although they kind of denied that. Um, but the I guess the IMF, and so there's a video you need to watch. The other video is uh, code 33 minutes is what it's called. It's a documentary about missile defense. It's uh, put together by the Heritage Foundation. It's very funny. 33 minutes is all it takes before you die. When North Korea sends the long-range ballistic missile to uh, up our butt. But the most interesting one was an Al Jazeera. And Al Jazeera has put together a 45-minute documentary um, about uh, the Lockerbie bombing. And there's this guy, Gary Johnson. I think not not Gary Johnson. That's uh, the presidential candidate. Uh, there's this guy who was hired by the uh, Mizrahi uh, defense team. And... The corruption of evidence in that case is unbelievable. Well, this is obviously what was going to happen in the case that was going to get him off. That's why they had to extradite him. We've talked right. about this on the show forever. Yep. Yep. No, And so apparently, I think it's just in their craw that they never got to present this stuff. Yeah. And so they decided to do a documentary. And it's uh, it's pretty good. And it's fun to watch. It's about 45 minutes, so you can get through it. It's better than the uh, the Apple WWDC keynote, let me tell you that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's about uh, all I got for you, Johnny Boy. Uh, let me see. Well, yeah, there was a WikiLeaks cable, uh, which is just because I stay on top of the stuff. The United States, European Union, and the United Nations decided to support Haiti's recent presidential and parliamentary elections despite believing that the country's electoral body, almost certainly in conjunction with Pres President Preval, had emasculated the opposition by unwisely and unjustly excluding the country's largest party, according to a U.S. embassy cable. Yeah, really? No, there's corruption going on there? No kidding. Ah, no wow. kidding. Yeah. Stop the presses. Yeah. And this one, this one did really gall me, though. Um, Medscape. Is I think this is intended for doctors only, doctors and medical people, Medscape.com. Is well, that correct? Uh, yeah, I think you even, you even can join it. You have to be a MD, I think, to get uh, inside. Right. So one of our... Deep uh, inside. Right. 
So one of our uh, producers uh, gave us uh, access. Oh, no, that's illegal in Tennessee. (laughs) He's going to jail. And it's about vaccines and vaccination. And here's, I'm just going to read you, of course, I can't give you the login, but I'm just going to give you the first two little blurbs of this report. Decade of vaccines will save lives and money globally. It starts off, a large economic benefit is expected from accelerated vaccine development and delivery over the next 10 years in 72 countries, according to the findings of two new studies reported this week. Between them, the two studies report that the deaths of 6.4 million children could be prevented in the next 10 years, while also saving more than $151 billion in treatment costs and lost productivity for an economic benefit of $231 billion. Wow. Yeah. So this pretty much uh, certifies what uh, what I read in all the reports is that uh, the pharmaceutical industries are going all out on vaccines. It's big, 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 big money. And, of course, they justify that by saying, well, we're going to save or create lives. Yeah, save or create lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's what we say. Yeah. Save or create lives. It works. So, uh, yay, have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Another uplifting thing. Now our podcast is illegal in Tennessee. That's right, because we scared your ass. That's how it works. We scare you. It's illegal in Tennessee. No, we're so sorry about that. Hey, but please support our work, because John and I really do love doing it. And I think uh, we've... Uh, I think we've earned our keep once again. We watched hours of C-SPAN, so you don't have to. We read uh, 90-plus pages of U.N. reports, so you don't have to. And uh, what else did we do? I I watched the presidential address, so you don't have to. Oh, I watched people walk in. Yeah, you watched the red carpet at the White House, so you don't have to. Ah, boy. It's not even a red carpet. They make them walk on, on hard, you know, marble. And they clunk in. It's marble. <laughs> of course. So you're clickety, so you're, you're Manalo Blahniks click nicely. Just rattle your jewelry, Herr Angela. Well, watching C-SPAN so you don't have to here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center. Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, with the highest taxes in the land. In the morning, everybody, my name's Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where the sun's finally come out, it's crept through the fog. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back again on Thursday with more media assassination for you right here on No Agenda. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie. Not a single time. Never. Squirrel! Dvorak.org slash N-A